is for the love of mixtapes. Uh, yeah, the second episode. I'm not really numbering them, but apparently I am because I just said. Say, so is this episode two? It is episode two. Okay. Um, in a continuing series, we're in Manchester, New Hampshire, at Matt's house. Matt hasn't spoken yet. He's I just like, spoke. I said, oh, I said it was episode so, two. So this is, and, and I know we're going to fucking, I mean, of anyone that I'm going to do one of these with, you and I talking will probably meander more than any of the other ones. It's going to be awful. Uh, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, the U- did you listen to the U2 one? That, that yeah. meandered a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because I thought, you, you talked to me about this, and... Like I said, 21-year-old me is very excited to do the Alkaline Trio podcast. Sure. And then uh, episode one rolls around, I'm like, oh, you too. Yeah. I'm like, that's cool. This band has at least as much history as you too, and right. it, as it's socially relevant. So. Right. Um, uh, well, it's, I, and I think it's fair to say you're probably a bigger Alkaline Trio fan than I am. And I, and this I, should go well. What's that? This should go well. Uh, no, I mean, and I like them a lot, yeah. but I also like... A ton of bands and like, cause yeah. like I started off when, it, when I first had this idea, I started off, made a list of 10 bands that I would do. And then I was like, okay. Um, and then, cause I think I, I, I think I said to you, Hey, what are your, yeah. <laughs> this is what I told you. I really like Liz fair. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is, I just bought a Liz fair. I bought the reissue of, uh, exile and Guyville to the, it's like the twenty-something anniversary one, yeah. and it's got the four girly sound tapes. Oh, that's cool! On it as well. I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, but it's got like <coughs> a bigger version of the picture from the cover. Um, but then they put the text over. So like, she's topless, but then they have the name of the album like over her nipples still. But you can kind of see Areola, and it's just like, I, I, okay, that's kind of the crowd now. Like her albums are so much more like pop and sure yeah um, i listened to right after we said that i listened to whip smart yeah which i still really like and i was like yeah that's pretentious of me she's not one of my fa- 10 favorite albums, but, I, <laughs> but i was really into her like, those first yeah. her first two yeah. proper albums yeah. are great and then white chocolate white chocolate space egg, egg. Yeah. you like that one right it's fine so, yeah, yeah it's fine it's not as good as the first two um i like, liked um is it somebody's miracle? I like that one too, even though I knew I'm like these. This is real different. And I don't know if I heard that one. The self-titled one was where most of her like core fan base is like, okay, yeah. she's no good. Yeah. Uh, although I do enjoy HWC quite a bit, the Hot White Thumb song. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's a uh, like four or five year between albums sort of girl, which is probably even more than that at this point. Sure. Lost a little bit. It's funny because around the time that. That self-titled uh, one came out. I was like, uh, "This is basically sounds like Cheryl Crow trying to sound yeah. like Avril Lavigne." Yeah, where there might be Cheryl Crow on a track, or I'm completely making that up. I don't know. Like, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, that's what it was. I, like the last time that I thought like Liz Fair in the sort of indie rock world was like relevant was when she sang on that Jimmy Eat World song, and that was yeah. a long time ago. Um, and it's just, it, they, I mean, I have a lot of songs on my phone right. that I bought digitally, and right. like, but it's, it's by no means my whole collection. It's only stuff that I, cause my, the service I use is Amazon. Uh, oh. there, the, and so when I had the record store, whenever I would order a CD for a customer, nine times out of 10, I would order it from Amazon rather than the direct from the manufacturer because a, it's cheaper on Amazon, 
and B, I could get free shipping where if I ordered right. it from Universal, I would have to pay, well, you know, and it, it wasn't an incredible amount, but they had like, like minimum, uh, $150 order. And then, so I'd have to like find $150 worth of stuff that I wanted to order. And then I would pay shipping and it would be, you know, each CD would be a dollar to three dollars more than if I just bought it on Amazon. So I'm like, yeah. why am I doing this? Yeah. Um, uh, but whenever I did that, I would get a free download uh, of the yeah, album, yeah, which I didn't use when I had the record store. But when I synced up my phone with my Amazon account when I moved back here, they're like, you have 7,000 songs. And a, and a lot of it was like pop country because I sold a lot of that in the store. Um, so I probably deleted most of that. I, yeah. I can't throw this around this morning, but like, there's, a, there's, there's, one, there's two dogs in here, one rambunctious and one... Yeah, so Scouse is old. Scouse is nine, and yeah. he's got a. Uh, he blew out his ACL. Yeah, and so he doesn't do a lot of running. And then Lily's six months, and it's a lot. <laughs> she's she's something. Sure, she digs going to the bathroom in the house, but I think she's good. I think she's good right my, now. My uh, my landlord's Lily dog has my landlord has a Chihuahua, and the Chihuahua likes to piss and shit right outside. Yeah, it's cool. That's what Chihuahuas do. Chihuahuas are garbage. Um, I see that you have the. Thrice anthology uh, box. Was it? Is it three or four records? Uh, that's so. That's a live album. Right, right. Um, uh, that's four records. The oddly, but I do have the the Alchemy Index. Yeah, yeah. That's so. Like I don't. When they talk about like records being worth something, I think the the pocket of people is so. It's like it's worth something to other record nerds, right? You know? So uh, Thrice, um, a lot of their stuff is super. Limited because they did not go into a lot of pressings right. for them. So that's pretty. I mean, that's not obviously the reason why I own them, but looking back in retrospect, I'm like, that's cool. Like, there's not a lot of those out there. Right. Um, What's the one all the way to the left? The like the orange and the very first thing. Yeah. Uh, that's the it's a Murder by Death box set. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they just send you a box, and then at the whatever the time when you order it, like all the um, the most limited copies of each album that they have, and that's a band that I did not like. Very much when they started, um, not. I mean, I shouldn't. Like, I didn't, player, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't. I didn't dislike them, but like they just didn't do any like much for me. Yeah. And um, just as they've gone on, I think they've gotten a lot, a lot better. Really separated themselves. And uh, the first time I saw, actually, I, I had never heard them. Uh, I saw them at um, Rye at the airfield for huh. the Thursday show, and then Red Yellow right. opened that one up. Right. Yeah. And that was, I don't know, man. They probably didn't have many more shows at the air show after that. At the no, airfield after that. No. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because I was like, I'm, uh, I was thinking back because I'm, I'm going to, I think I told you I'm getting a, a Caleb tattoo on Monday. No. Um, and I was just thinking about like different like things that have stuck out in my mind about Caven over the years. And like, I remember driving way, way up to Bangor, Maine, where Red, Yellow, and Caven played at this just hole-in-the-wall bar, and I got the um, <clears throat> the Seminar 3 Old Band Gloom CD yep. from their merch table, and it, was, and it had... Because, like, those those shows, you know, like, they'll not... Not only the bands playing, but, like, associated bands, and, like, usually whenever Aaron Turner has a band that's playing he'll have all sorts of Hydra head merch there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just bring in his, like, uh, distribution. Yeah, yeah but it, he'll usually have, like, a, 
like a board that just has the CDs taped to it, and then you'd be like, I want that, and yeah. you're like, yep. so they had, Kaven had that, and for the Old Man Gloom one, it had a piece of paper on it, and it said, Old Man Fucking Gloom. <clears throat> so I said, can I get that, and they're looking, and, uh, and you know, Caleb's like, oh, this is the last one, you can have this one, so he took a, a, an X-Acto knife out and cut it off the thing and handed it to me. So, like, the, the paper with Old Man Fucking Gloom was stuck to the shrink wrap. So when I opened it, I, I saved that, and it's under the disc. But it's, a, and it's in Caleb's handwriting, so I'm like, oh, that's, that's pretty fucking cool to have that. Um, it's such a, I mean, a rare, bizarre thing, but I just remember, like, that was the first time that I think I met any of the guys in the band. Because I knew all the guys in Red Yellow, guys in yeah. Gal, in yeah. Red Yellow. And so I was just, like, talking to them and... You know, it was just, I think it was just the two of those bands, and they, and there weren't that many people there. There was, made, sure. I mean, it was in Bangor on, like, yeah. a Thursday night yeah. or whatnot. But, uh, um, yeah, so for those listening who haven't heard the first one, uh, the format to this is basically Matt and I are making a virtual Alkaline Trio mixtape. We each picked our five, well... I think we picked six or seven each because we have a couple safeties in case there's crossover, but we're picking our five, our personal five favorite songs by the Alkaline Trio. I don't we'll... think there's going to be devils. I think there might be one. Yeah. And I was prepared because I didn't want to ask you what your favorites were obviously going into this, but I right. do think there was one that was going to, I think you Honestly, had an al- crossover. Yeah. I think you had the alternate version, the Damnesia version. Hmm. And I think I was into the original version, but I didn't ask cause I wanted to be, I wanted to be all surprised. Right. Well, and uh, second of all, after listening to your first podcast, I thought this was going to be an Aerosmith podcast. <laughs> so I, um, <laughs> so you've prepared it was either, all your favorite songs. It was either an Aerosmith podcast or I thought the theme was you just uh, did them with guys named Matt. Yes. That's, yeah. that's pretty much what I'm, what I'm doing. Uh, yeah. Actually, I'm trying to think, let me just look at my contacts, see how many, uh, I thought you were going to think about Aerosmith for a second. I, I there's, two. Oh, there's two songs, right? I came up with two. I came up with Angel. Ugh. Come on! Angel. Real bad. And it's real great. And uh, What It Takes. Okay. And so I've been thinking about Pump. I've been thinking about Voodoo Medicine Man a lot. But I don't think that makes... I only have okay. six mats in here. That's actually less than I thought. And I could probably do podcasts with well, four of them. It is, I don't know top three popular name from 1981. I'd just, say it's like Matt, Mike, and... Uh, let me see how many mics I know, just to, you know, completely... This is good radio. Yeah. Is good. Uh, uh, only four mics. Interesting. Um, Scott, before we jump into it, can, yeah. can I ask you a question? Sure. How did you get introduced to Alkaline Trio? <sighs> I was working at Bull Moose at the time, actually, and I think it was around the time that Good Morning came on. Mm-hmm. Or came out. Really? And... Yeah, Brian Brian White, who worked there, um, I think was playing it, and it wasn't until Blue in the Face uh, came on the last song on the album, and it's kind of different. It's I think it's completely acoustic. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, I'm yeah. Go ahead, continue. Continue. <clears throat> that was I. It. I mean, and I. Not that I disliked it, but I mean they're. Uh, you're definitely more into the pop punk sound than I am in general, um, which is not, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, I mean, or I'd say you listen to more bands of that ilk than I do. Um, so it was, I was like, okay. Um, 
And and the, and the fact that you guys just left the dogs keep like going in and out of the room. Hi. Yeah, I don't have anything for you. Dumb it. Um, but it was that song that it was interesting because I think it was the same year or maybe a year after because um, they were both on Vagrant at the time. Face to Face put out How to Ruin Everything. Yep. Which yeah. The last song, the title track of How to Ruin Everything is similar in that it's all acoustic. And, yeah. Um, uh, that album's super long and not great. If I, I feel like there's like 16 tracks on that. It's, it's, I think it's 15 because I have the Japanese version that has two bonus tracks and I think it's... Uh, my feet are real gross. The, He's real gross. <laughs> well, I, I've been wearing sandals all day and... Uh, He's going to go to town. That's fine. Yeah. Um, well, how did you get into Alkaline Trio? Uh, so I'm definitely going to have to go get a charger at some point. I'm a, it's, no, I don't no, 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 no. I got you. So I got into Alkaline Trio. Well, I listened to them a couple different times. Yeah. But I did not like them until much later. Yeah. So they were on Asian Man. Right. And uh, so Ska got me into Alkaline Trio. I went to go see... The Mighty Mighty Boston's, yeah. And on the way out of uh, one of their shows, on the way out of one of their shows, um, they were handing out these like grab bags with um, with with uh, comp CDs in them. And Asian Man had these comps that said they were called uh, Mail Order is Fun. Sure. And so I'm looking for like a <laughs> MU330 or like any other crappy ska yeah. band on right. there. And, uh, you could just say Scott, man. The crappy is understood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, it's making a comeback. Everything's cyclical. Uh, so my brother used to. Have oh, a, I was gonna say, like, come on, man. DJ Chris, Dickie Small. Chris was into way. That was Chris gonna listen. Chris is into way worse Scott than I was. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, he won't listen. To I don't think he's listened to a single podcast I've done. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's fine then. He even went on somebody else's podcast before doing... He still hasn't done mine. Like, nine months ago, he did someone else's podcast when I was on my trip around. And I was like... Well, maybe if you actually did a couple podcasts, he could find time to be on there. Yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, so, Cringe was on was on that. And before I really knew, like, the history of the band or the history of that song, like, thought, thought it was cool and yeah. uh, kind of shelved it. And... Then I heard some random songs and other comps, like as the year went by, and it' funny as it turns out. Like I love most of the songs on those first two albums and every B side. I managed to hear the songs that I hate, and so for a lot, I was like, I don't like Outland Trio. That yeah. band's lame. Like not into it at all. And then um, I ended up hearing, what was it um, Hell Yes, which is a B side, and which um, almost made it on my list. Really? Yeah, yeah I thought about. It. I have a couple B-sides yeah. on there, and I didn't want to go too heavy. I have, I have one on there. But, but they're a very strong like B-side band, I think, because a lot of the sure. parts and stuff, it's like I got one shot to impress someone yeah. out of these 18 bands. Um, and then, I don't know, I just I, I all of a sudden just changed my tune one day. But uh, the couple songs that I did not like were sung by Dan, yep. which uh, that'll, might, that'll be, happen. might be a reoccurring theme. I um I like to think of Dan Adriano, the bass player for Alkaline Trio, as the Robbie Takak of the band. Without transition lenses. Yeah, um, it, the, the Robbie Takak is the Captain Caveman looking guy from the Goo Goo Dolls. There's a couple good, but just like Robbie, so like there's a couple good Goo Goo Dolls songs where he sings. Sure, sure. But, um, I think there's a couple good Dan songs also, but you don't. 
I um I can't think of like I I really can't think of any dance song that I'm like um What'd you tell me? Not in vain. Oh, I was a prayer? Yeah. Yeah. Um there And that's mainly because of the like the guitar part. Yeah. Yeah. And it there... reminds me so much of this is going way, way out there. Do you remember you might be too young for this, but there was a do you remember the electric company? Um, like the band? No, there was a, it was a it was a public access show that was on after Sesame Street and it was aimed slightly uh, older. So they like, like Reading Rainbow, sort of. Okay, but it was so that's what Morgan Freeman got his start on and a bunch of other actors. But it was no, like I didn't know kids, that. It was you know educational kids programming. But there was a, there was a lot of like little vignettes that they would like, they would be, it was like, it was not a scripted thing. It was much like Sesame Street where there's like, here's a three minute thing. Here's a three minute thing. Some are animated, some are live action, some are with puppets. Skits. Yeah. Like, no, I mean. And there was a skit that was on a lot of them. I mean, maybe it was on two or three, but I saw it multiple times where this girl had a llama and she took her llama to the dentist. It's a real llama. It's not like a, it wasn't a cartoon one, but there's a song called Me and My Llama, and I swear that guitar line and, like, and I'm a Prayer was stolen from that song. Full circle. I forgot how we were, uh, I forgot where that was going. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? Yeah. Um, real, real quick, and just this is what we do. So, Blink-22 took Alkaline Trio on tour. Like, when, ah, man, I don't know, maybe take off your pants maybe that yeah. tour yeah. and then so boxcar racer put out that album boxcar racer straight up stole like the beginning of an alkaline trio song yeah yeah i mean which is weird because tom DeLonge seems like a stand-up guy and normal so <laughs> so i'm sure at the yeah. time mark hobbs is like hey when we kick tom out later let's get that guy to be in the band yeah oh honestly yeah, yeah. um and that album, that Boxcar Racer album, like, you know how stuff, like, all of a sudden I'll get a vinyl pressing that I'd never had. And, like, that that album has. And, like, you know what? Maybe it's not that bad. That album's garbage. Yeah. Like, the singles are not good. Not I, good. I will say, though, it's funny because I really like the first two. Actually, I like the all three of the Angels and Airways records. And I'm not, I, I feel about, like, I like... Mark much more than I like Tom yes. and Blink-182. So yes. the fact that they're continuing on with Tom, I was like, that's fine. Yeah. Except, it's we- I feel the same way. Like, I like, I've always liked Mark songs way more than Tom songs. Yeah. But at the same time, like, and I think the one with Skiba is, is it's great. A, it's a great record. But like, plus 44 and all, missing Tom stuff. And I'm like, I don't understand this because yeah. I'm not really. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tom DeLonge fan, yeah. um, but I would agree. I I really like the first two albums. I can't think of what the third Angels and Airwaves one. It's called Love. Yeah, that was like the supposed to be big concept and like yeah, the it movie was, and everything, right? It was yeah, because yeah, he first there was the Love album, then there was yeah. Love Part Two, and then they released them both together with the movie that it was. Oh, because I, I have okay. that. Um, of course you do. I think I have two <laughs> copies. Of course you do. Well, it was one of those things. I bought it when it came out. And it was like one of those packages. It was like twenty five bucks, but it's yeah. like a three disc thing. Yeah. And then a couple of years ago, when I went into FYE, went through their clearance bit where it was all the clearance stuff was buy two get one free. And I found it, and I yeah. was like, I think I have this, but I don't remember, and I'm pretty sure I do. That was great. FYE went from like selling CDs for seventeen, eighteen dollars to 
getting rid of them, like buy these yeah. from us. Yeah, yeah. And which, I mean, I, I don't want to jinx myself, but like new or Bull Moose is pretty much the only company that still has like a large selection of CDs. Newbury Comics right. is basically nothing. I mean. Um, the one here in Manchester is not bad. The one over on South Willow. You're right, though. Like in the I malls think that's and stuff, the not only much. standalone yeah. Newbury Comics. To ever, all the other ones are in right, malls Right, because I think I wasn't in this area at the time. I think there was one in Nashua, and then it moved into the mall. It's in the mall, yeah. 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 Um, and there, oh, there's one, I think, near North Shore that used to be down the street from the mall. And it's, now in it's in the mall. mall. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that was... And my friend Terry... Uh, who's worked for Newbury Comics for 20-something years, we, we talked about the fact that she, she's like, that was the best Newbury Comics. Cause that uh, was, one in Peabody? Yeah, yeah. B- before it moved into the mall. Because now yeah. it's a Starbucks and a JOS Bank and something else. It was yeah. like, the like it wasn't everything in that one little strip, but it was most of the strip. And now it's been sectioned off. It was Yeah, it was great. And they used to have, because her band played there, um... Phantom Glue played there. Oh, what about, um, speaking of just bands playing, what about Salem? Is there a Newberry Comics in Salem? It's in the mall. Yeah, it, it, it was right across the street from Bull Moose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they moved it's, They moved to the mall maybe a year ago. I haven't been in that mall since they moved. So, Because um, that was my favorite Newberry Comics for a while because the manager yeah. was really cool. I could, like, if, if I was looking for something I called up and, like, because Newbury Comics does not hold stuff for people, but no. she would hold stuff for me and, like, I mean, just for the day. But uh, You know what else, like, the other thing about Newbury Comics is they don't have good prices. I feel like, like, if I just go in there looking at records, like, stuff's expensive there. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of drives me nuts. Where like Every once in a while, they'll get a new release CD the week comes out that's cheaper than Bull Moose, and I'm like, that really? Blows it blows my mind. Because yeah. usually they're... CDs are usually like seventeen ninety nine, and then the week it comes out it's thirteen ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Bull Moose, it's thirteen ninety nine regularly and nine ninety nine yeah. the week it comes out. Yeah. There's I can't think of something where I've like price shop. Not that I really do that that much. Like I just know what I want. I'm yeah. gonna go get it. But I feel like yeah, Bull Moose. I I mean uh, Newberry Comics. Like I don't walk in like man, that's a good price. That's right. less than I want to spend today. Like, What's ever. weird is though they do their top. 40 vinyl yeah. and it's all under 20 bucks it used really? to, yeah it used to be 15.99 and under um but i also feel like it's rigged a little bit because like so nico case put out a new record last week and i, I have all of her stuff on vinyl i mean and, and it's not like i've collected it it's a couple of years ago they put out a box set of all of her stuff in one thing and i was like I'll buy it. It was like a hundred bucks. And yeah. I mean, I had all those albums on CD, but I was like, this would be cool to have on vinyl. And right. I, and I legitimately listened to a bunch of it. Yeah. But so I was like, okay, so I have everything that she's released through like 2015 on vinyl. I, I can't really not buy her new album on vinyl. Yeah. And that's how my brain works. That's yeah, fine. That's yeah. not a weird thing. Like, and yeah. it's a 12 song album. I mean, I think it's her longest album and it's like 50 minutes. Cause most of her albums are under 40 minutes. Yeah. But it's, I, it might be a double record, but it's $32. And I'm like, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. yeah and in an age where people aren't buying music anymore, like yeah. I still buy music and you want to charge me $32 yeah. or something. Like I that. mean, that's Come one of the things I love about like punk bands is like punk bands, like their album on vinyl, like brand new is like $17. For the most part. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if they're on major label, maybe it's twenty. Right, and that's bucks. exactly what happened. Yeah, but yeah, for the most part. Um, and you know, if you go see a band live now, usually the vinyl is fifteen and the CD is ten. Yep. So if I'm going to see a band, I'll just wait 
and buy their record from them. Uh, yeah, I went to go see. Um, we actually have a, a venue here in Manchester. It's like a mile away from here. It's called uh, the Bungalow, and um, I try to go to shows there a little bit just because it's one of those things. Like, if you don't go to shows in New Hampshire, like the right. place is just going to go away. Probably going to go away anyways. And I went to go see Animal Flag there. I saw them open up uh, the Thursday reunion, and they were pretty good. And I wanted to pick up their album, but same deal. I just waited yeah. until I saw it because I also feel good about like paying the band directly, sure, sure, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, Bungalow uh, down the street, um, Mushroom Heads playing there. Gross, uh, super gross. Also, at, dude, at most, at most, cap, hundred and fifty. Yeah. Um, Crazy Town was supposed to play there a couple weeks ago and didn't show up. That doesn't surprise me. I would me. assume they open and close with Butterfly. Sure. Um, but they get, they've had a couple decent shows there, and I know this is like, dude, I'm 36 years old, and I'm about to say this sentence, like, Bury Your Dead's playing there, and right. that's kind of cool. Huh. And, uh, yeah, they're getting, they, they get a couple, like, random shows and, like, tours going through the area, and it's not, it's not a bad spot, but, like... Well, New Hampshire's always yeah. been one of those venue like states that like bands never like they'll no. play in like Boston. It's pretty much understood any national tour will go through there. Yeah, and if they're like spreading out more, they'll hit Maine. Right, like, New Hampshire's just a drive-through state. Yeah, because when you talk about bands like that have played all fifty states, like where in New Hampshire? I mean, oh, the Melrose played at the Brick House. That's what I was gonna say. So the Brick House is there. Um, they had, what was that venue in Nashua? Drifters? I'm not sure. Drifters in Nashua. Yeah. That, that was one of those places, hey, send us, us, send us your lyrics, uh, before you play, before it's okay if we play here. Um, I bet you if we looked at, um, the lineage of Sad Cafe, I bet you a couple decent bands. Sure. Play, sign that wall. Sure. And play at the Sad Cafe. It's weird though, like, you would think there'd be something further north because, like, New Hampshire, like, yeah. you, to get to Montreal, you have to drive through there. Um, Bright Eyes played in Concord. Yeah. That's a real thing. So, hmm. I don't know, like... I wonder where they played. Uh, I don't know. I was not living, like, on this part of the state that I'm not sure, but I remember that. That being pretty... And, oh, Prescott Park, maybe, like, a, occasionally. A lot of national bands play yeah. there, but it's, like, that's such a weird thing, too, because my buddy Chris is the one who books the bands for that. For Prescott and, Park? Yeah. Yeah. Um... He writes for... Oh, we're not smart. The casino. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, such a, that's such a weird venue, too, though. The casino? Of, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, it's either bands that are going to be big in two years or were big 15 to 20 years ago. Right, because your, your buddy booked 311. Yeah. yeah. And does your buddy listen to this podcast? No. He thought that was the coolest thing ever, right? Yeah. 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 And that was like a 70 something dollar ticket. Yeah. Like I told you the other day, Incubus is like a 70 something dollar ticket there. Like I, I love looking at the lineup at the casino every summer. It's awesome. Yeah. Like, I, uh, uh, any money's coming to, to New Hampshire again? Cool. He plays there. Yeah. yeah. He plays there yeah. every year. He's the one guy that not only did he not know what state he was in when, when he didn't know what year it was, like legitimately. The not knowing the state, that's a legit thing, man. Like if you're not from this yeah, area. Yeah, because I had, I mean, people on stage there all the time would be like, I don't know if I've played New Hampshire before. Like, and because it's not like they go exploring the state, they roll up at like, like right. one in the afternoon. And they're on the beach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, and 
you know, truth be told, Hampton Beach is a shitty beach. Yes. It's not beautiful, no. like, and there's not nice things to do no, there. No, that's a tourist beach. Yeah, yeah, so they're, like, walk around, they're like, I'm getting back on the bus, because I'm going to get yeah. crabs. Yeah. Uh, it's just fucking, like, uh, it's ridiculous, so, like... <laughs> and where are you going to go, especially if it's a nice day? Like, you're stuck there, you're not going, I mean, also, you're in a bus, I guess, yeah. but... Like, I mean, there are bands that play there, I mean, like, like, fucking Lejean from... Seven Dust will go play skee ball when he gets there because they play the ballroom every year. Yeah, um, that was one of those things I had to like for, because I'm obsessive. Like for the longest time, like the new Seven Dust record that came out like three months ago is the first Seven Dust record I haven't bought. Really? Because I feel like I would check it. I mean, I forgot about it, and it was but, like, like it's the first one probably a long time I'd wanted listen. To I've it. heard it. I've heard it's pretty good, but I'm like, yeah. uh, I've just gotta like. And and I liked probably their first three or four records. Um, yeah, fair. Yep. And then I've just kind of, they've kind of done the sameness. Um, and for the type of like band that they are, they're one of the best of those bands. Correct. But I just yes. can't get yeah. into that type of music yeah. anymore. I'm into them and not their peers. Yeah. Right. And I have this weird connection with that band, like personally, because I was working at the casino for several years. Um, and they would come and they would remember people and like, that was the first show after, cause Lejean's brother got murdered. Yeah, I was going to say that was one of the first shows he played after that happened. It was, it was the first show he played after. And uh, And that was of years of playing at the casinos. Yeah. And I, cause I think I told you about that cause they did a thing. They asked, they said, after the room is cleared, would you mind holding the staff for a minute? And they all like, and Lejean wasn't there. But the band came out and thanked everyone and said, you know, you guys make... And it wasn't in front of the audience, and it was after the show. And they were like... And it was very sincere, but it was like, hey, um, for those of you who don't know, this is what happened. And, you know, we we canceled the the show the night that happened. They're like, but we're a touring band. We had to get on the road. And they're like, and we knew we were going to be here, and you guys have already always taken care of us. It's gen- and I was like, that's a that's a real like human thing. I was like, that's fantastic. They weren't doing it for PR or anything. Like, far from it. Yeah. Uh, and so like that kind of like endeared me to it. And, but it just got to the point where I was like, I like these guys more as people than I do as a band. And yeah. And the other thing with that band too, and like I said, not that I was doing much anymore. And I don't even know if this really matters. I do respect. And I know they had a member change. I think he's back. One of the original guitar yeah, players. Clint. I, I like that. It's like. Seven Dust and not the Lejean All-Star Band. Right. You know, like right. that just doesn't... We're going to talk about Alkaline Trio and obviously Saves the Day is a huge band from that same era. It's yeah. like... It's but just it's Chris, Chris Con- Conley. Which is cool. Like, Chris Conley wrote all those songs but at the same time, like, it's Chris Conley and in the ever-revolving lineup. I don't... Is Pete Parada's not playing with them anymore, is he? I don't... No, he... I, so. I was going to say he's Offspring, but I don't think that's true. Yeah, he might be Offspring. No, he might still be with Offspring because yeah. I think he took over when Adam Willard... Left. Yeah, who has yeah. been in against me for a shockingly long time. Yeah, because like, like he doesn't do that. He doesn't stay in bands for a long no. time. No, well, and people don't stay in against me very long either. Uh, I they, think they, I think they did. They had a consistent lineup for yeah. like three or four records, but that was like you know after after Warren left, George Rebella came in, and yes. then and then things fell apart with the label, and he's like, ah, yeah. uh, I. I did I just did this with my Joe Jamello was just white crosses, right? Like that's all he did. Yeah. Yeah, and he didn't even like they did sporadic touring and he was just like yeah. I can't do this like this isn't my band and I couldn't even do this with hot water yeah. music. So yeah. 
Um, James has been in the band not since the beginning, but no, pretty but darn close. Yeah, and, and and Lord Jane Grace calls him her best friend. Yeah, uh, and because uh, I remember when when she first came out as transgendered, James and I forget the old bass player's name, uh, like Andrew. Andrew, Andrew was like, "We're gonna have to fucking work out to kick people's ass for." And then they're just like, "No, people have been surprisingly." Supportive, yeah. um, but uh, I don't know why Andrew left. But yeah. I don't either, and it feels weird that like Warren left before before it right. Warren. So for Andrew to leave so soon after, like I'm on a first name basis with these right. guys, um, it, it didn't feel right. And not that I like I couldn't be more detached from a sure. situation like that, but it just doesn't look yeah. great. But that might have been just his time to. Stop I, I honestly, if I were to take a wild guess, and this is just based primarily on Laura Jane Grace's autobiography and some some personal knowledge behind the scenes. I think it had more to do with Laura Jane Grace's drug use than anything okay. else. Yeah. Because uh, they were all over the place yeah. at the time. And it was just... And because they had also got dropped by Sire and yeah. just started um, Total Treble, their own label, and then, you know, this big upheaval uh, yeah. in the band. So... You know, who knows? But uh Alkaline Trio. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Aerosmith. Okay, yeah. 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 I mean and that nah, nah, like But I mean that's the same circle. I mean Alkaline Trio against me that we're gonna I'm sure we're gonna talk about something. There is Well Laura Jane Grace met her oh, now ex wife because yeah. Heather, Heather used yeah. to work for the Alkaline yeah. Trio. Um I mean those are all so Alkaline Trio and Against Me we're gonna be talking a lot, obviously, like that two thousand three to 2007 pocket where like some, this was the most important music I think, or at least yeah, it's it very, in, it's a very interesting time. And we talked about labels a little bit and there yeah. was a, there was a lot going on then. And you know, bands getting dropped as soon as they get picked up, yeah. bands changing their sound. So, I mean, it's very, it's all in the same circle for sure. Pretty much. Um, are you telling your songs? I, I thought I had seven, but there's only six. I must have uh, deleted. That's all right. Um, I got. It. So I, I'm gonna go since we talked about good I got nine. Good morning. Oh, you're not gonna move from the beginning? No. Uh, okay. Mainly, it, and I'm not. It, it's funny when I make mixes for people like of a single artist. I don't do it. Uh, like I've never been. Are oh, you gonna give me like a lead off track right now? Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. This is like because I. Okay. I I imagine if we did it, it would be like side one, side track one, one? Side, yeah, and and like, but uh, uh, um, I'm not one of those people who is very against greatest hits records. I like I enjoy them, especially as it's like good intro. It is a good, good intro, intro to the band. Yep. Yeah, um, especially when they get creative with how it's like when it's when it's sort of programmed rather than just you know, chronologically, because I, although there are benefits to that as well as hearing the arc of a band, but I think chronologically is better for like a box set or like yeah. a multiple discs thing. Whereas like if you're picking like 12 or 13 songs from a, a single artist, like I, I'm like, you know, kind of fucking scattered around, make it, make it a different experience than just listening to their singles. I don't want to tangent some more. This is a really quick question. It is about Aerosmith again, yeah. and I apologize. So on your last podcast, you said something about Pandora's box. Yeah. And when I was a kid, like I wanted that so bad. Was yeah. that just, what was that? Was that just a, it was basically, was it all their Columbia stuff? Just put, I mean, it wasn't all of it, but okay. it, it was, it was, 
Because it's only three discs. Okay. But it's but it's more than the greatest hits. It's more than a greatest okay. hits. There was a bunch of unreleased stuff. That's demos, what I was Alternate okay. takes, but it was also lot. It was also album tracks. It was basically the taking the journey of the like ten years through their Columbia which is years. crazy because I was probably 10, 11 when that came out. Yeah. And even I was like, wait, Sweet Emotions already a song. Right. Like, why is this a single off of Pandora's box? Well, like they, it came out in the seventies. That was the one song that they like re. It did sound for. different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and they did a new video for it. Remember uh-huh. the lady on the phone at the end of it because it's supposed to be like a phone sex opera. No, that's Love in an Elevator. No, that was. I thought that was Sweet Emotion at the end. Maybe. And she's like ironing she's like, and she's it, holding it really the kid. Set. Yeah. You might be right. It's one of their videos. Um, it's just weird because his daughter is like the star of so many of them. And like, I don't want to get very, into like, that. I'm I just can't. like, you're a creep. The Crush is such a good movie. No, not as not. <laughs> Dude, I loved The Crush. No, but Alicia Silverstone was yeah. a bunch of them yeah. too. I um, love. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna start. <laughs> so, what's your first song? We've had enough, which is which is sort of an obvious one. Yeah. But um, I also like the fact that it's a uh, it's a single that has the word "fuck" in it. Although, yeah. although the video version, it's taken out mm. and they add an extra chorus in it. I didn't know that. Yeah, if you I don't have you ever seen the video? Yeah, it's got the like black and white like Keith Morris, not black and white, but like. Uh, so basically, it's yeah. like uh, yeah. This family is living in a house, and their teenage kid keeps waking yeah. up, and like the the band is playing on the TV on black and white, yeah. and there's like ghosts in the house. Like, there's basically a body buried in the basement, and the kid goes sleepwalking and digs it up. But uh, Glenn Danzig's in the video. Um, oh, is that who, is it? Danzig? That's the dude who's I like think the Keith ghost. Morris does the backups in that song. Though, oddly enough, it could be. Yeah, you're right about Danzig being in the video. It, yeah, yeah, just for a second, but. Uh, I mean, which is fun because they reference the Misfits album Walk Among Us in it. I mean, they talk about it in the yeah. class, put Walk Among Us on and turn it up. Um, that was sort of like, oh, this guy is a pretty, I mean, he's a very poppy, but very like solid songwriter. Yeah. Uh, Derek Grant was in a, um, Derek Grant drummer of Alkaline Trio. From was, that album on. Yes, from that album on. Seems like the new guy, but he's been in the band for like 14 years at this right, point. Right, right. Um, uh, Misfits cover band. Yeah. Yeah. That's why he was doing that. Yeah. Like post suicide machines, pre alkaline trio. Uh, and he was, he was the singer of it. So it's just interesting. And obviously like alkaline trio takes so much like from the misfits who I knew at the time when I listened to the trio, but maybe it made me, uh, take a look back at like the damned yeah. and naked Ray gun and all that. Like yeah. those guys that they named as, as influences. Um, that's a good song. I mean, yeah. it's a single. It yeah. was, they weren't on a major at that point. They were no. still on Vagrant. But that was the time when all those bands, that's when like AFI and the Ataris yeah. and Caven were putting out like their major label album, right. like debuts. So that was obviously like Alkaline Trio was picking up steam. Like what did uh, From Here to Infirmary was the album before it. Like yeah. they were very much on yeah. like major label radar. Yeah. Um, I also. Have a song from Good Morning. Yeah, I do. Um, you said blue and blue in the face earlier. Yeah, I really like that song. Yeah. Like it a lot. That's not that's not the song, yeah. but because um, I almost you're right, it's acoustic and pretty much just Matt. Yeah. So um, I did. It's actually not Matt playing guitar on that song. It's Derek. Oh, I thought it was gonna be your boy Dan. <laughs> really? Yeah. Ah. Um. So I tried. I have a DVD where they're playing a little bit of it, and Matt's like, "Yeah, Derek wrote the music for that song, not me." 
I did not know that. No. Derek's super, super accomplished. Like, yeah, um, like, he's probably the best musician in the band as far as like yes. all around player. Um, I know we we might have had some disparaging comments about ska earlier. Yeah, but like that Suicide Machines album, he wrote the whole thing. Oh, really? Like that that was him. I mean, I'm sure Navarro wrote the lyrics, but like then that was, and Derek's drumming is. I mean, I'm gonna touch on Derek's drumming and some some of the other songs. Yeah. that I picked. Um, I picked Continental off okay. of that album. Um, that is track four, the one right before uh, All on Black. Yeah. Um, just, it's a, it's a lot of, a lot of imagery from Matt about, uh, drug use. And I yeah. think, uh, like losing friends to, to drug use. And that was super rumored during that time. Like they were, that was, I mean, Matt huge into drugs and it, I, I know you said that was your first album, but you listened to any album after that and before that, his voice sounds very different. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean message board things is that heavily into drugs at the time yeah I he think said he, he was real sick at the time yeah he says he was I don't know. sick i but i've also heard that like that that was like the height of his cocaine use which definitely changes the sound of your voice yeah um so like whether that's true or not i think that's the best matt's vocals have sounded on an album i love that that's my favorite that at times, that's my favorite Alkaline Trio. Yeah, because you had asked me what my favorite yeah. album was, and I said I. I think you said that one. No, you said Crimson. Crimson. Yeah. yeah, I'd say like it's either mine is either Good Morning or Maybe I'll Catch Fire, but um, there. I mean, there's a lot of great songs. I probably could have picked out of the five tracks. I probably could have picked four. Yeah. To talk about Continental is the only one that I picked, but um. I mean, yeah, that album was just pretty, pretty awesome to me. I did hear recently an acoustic version of it. Hmm. Uh, Matt's voice is very, like, almost British sounding on the track, yeah. which I think he kind of got into a little bit. Sure. Sounding like a little, like, Interpolish. Well, um, I think after he did the Heavens record, that's... Yeah. Like, yeah, which yeah. I had thought about, for these podcasts, like, mentioning, like doing like a bonus track section for like side projects. Or yeah. Like, we discussed like, that. And yeah. And I was like, uh, with particularly with Alkaline Trio, we could, it's all know, over the place. Yeah. yeah. Cause they, I mean, Matt has like four project. Yeah. Uh, Dan, uh, has like two or three and Derek has a couple. Yeah. I mean, not even side projects, but just like former bands. Some of those right. guys are in like Dan was in like slapstick and yeah. Tuesday and does yeah. his own stuff now. But, um, no, Continental, I mean, it was between that and All on Black, and I w- actually, I wouldn't even say that. There, there's a couple other tracks on there I really love, but um, I would put that pretty firmly, like that, like I told you beforehand, I went back and forth on a couple tracks, and that was not one of them. That yeah, was, that's uh, a definite yeah. one there. Um, imagery for Alkaline Trios, so like, that's obviously pretty pertinent, like in their lyrics and stuff. Do you know what, do you know what the original title of Good Morning was supposed to be? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Church and Destroy. How awful is that? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, there's, I mean, they, they kind of do a tightrope walk or, or clever to awful. And sometimes it yes. goes a little, I mean, you know, dine, dine, my darling. That's you know, awful. Yeah. Like, that's one of the worst. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> and the, I think the fact that Dan's singing it, I'm just like, yep, yeah, gross. Yeah. Yeah. They, um. A lot of their lyrics, especially going back through some of this, you're like, man, these aren't, these aren't great. But like, I don't think I'm in, 
Ferris listening to some of them. Yeah. Where around the same time period, I'd say AFI was some, was one of my favorite bands. Yeah. And you go back and listen to some of that stuff, and there is, I mean, there's a lot of great stuff in there, but there's a lot of it. Where it's like, shit, man. Like, what are we doing right, right. now? Like, what are we singing about? What what is happening? And I don't get that feeling with the Alkaline Trio. Yeah. Like, there's some weird turns of phrases and such, but nothing that. I was like, man, I can't, I can't believe I got behind this so hard. AFI, I don't, I re- and I have all their stuff, but yeah. I pretty much before Black Sails, like I really never really listened. Yeah, to Yeah, and there's a lot of people that say like, oh man, that's the best stuff, and she's like, you're a liar. You're like, <laughs> like, no, that's you're not- saying that because you want to sound um, cool or open up your mouth. No, close your, open your mouth and close your eyes. Whatever that album is, that one right Shut before. Shut your mouth and go yeah. through doors. Yeah. No, I forget. It's <laughs> who's in my mouth. Yeah, that's um the the third album. There's some good stuff on there, yeah. but like the first two albums almost just sound like there's no cohesiveness. It's no, just like it's collection just of songs. We and they're mostly and, not good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, I want to get a mohawk, but mommy won't let me. Like, yeah, Serial yeah. Wars is on there, and yeah. Um, there are, I mean, you have to, you got to listen to those albums. And there's like, talking about long ones earlier, there's like some 16 track albums. I think the first two both are. Yeah. And um, maybe between the first two albums, like three good songs. Sure. And no, nothing that I want to listen to right now, but if I put it on, like, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. 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 And I've done, I'll do that a lot of times with like this sort of thing that we're doing, this mixtape. Like I've made friends like, Cause they'll know I'm into like a certain band and they don't know much about it. And they're like, Oh, what should I get? And I'm like, I'll make it mix. And then I'll like, yeah. um, I've made a couple of people AFI mixes and I'll put like one or two songs from those. Cause, yep. cause you can usually find a song that's like a minute and 30 seconds too. And I'm like, yeah, I'm representing yeah. the album, but then I don't it like, even if you hate it, it's over quick enough that, yeah. Like, um, yeah. Um, is that is that it for your number your number? Is one? that it for Continental? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it. You see what I've got for? I don't have them in order, so I'm just. Kind no, of... no, I don't either. I don't think that's. Um, funny. and like I said, most of these are were like hits. Uh, that really that surprises me, man. I'm and I'm not always that way, but for this band, a, a lot of times the like big hits. Uh, this is one that probably a lot of any, if there's any alkaline purists listening to it, they're like, they'll be like, fuck you, but help me. I, I love that song. You want to know what's weird about that? Well, it's on my list. Really? It's so fucking good. It's so good. <laughs> I mean, the video is horrible. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I know I saw it. I didn't but... see the video until like maybe two years ago. It's very like, it looks like. Um, Wild Wild West, like the Will Smith version, it's very steampunk, but with Kat Von D in it, and like she's wearing like you know like like she's the damsel in distress, and and Matt Skeep is trying to save her. They had that epic money, yeah. Which I mean, they got signed and then dropped so quickly. They got so they got signed to V two, mm-hmm. which um. Uh, I forget what that was a subsidiary of. Virgin. Yeah, and Blood Brothers was on there, and then that closed up shop, and I don't know if they were sold to Epic or what happened there. No, I think they were just free agents, and they were just like, oh, these guys will do huge. Yeah, so I don't want to get off. I want to let you talk about it, but like, 
doing this made me revisit some of those later albums. And I used to say it, like, especially when Agony and Irony came out, it's like, this is not, I'm not into this. See, I like that it. fucking album's great. It's really good. <laughs> like, it's went really back good. through it. There's some real good stuff on there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I got the deluxe edition when it came out. That is okay. Bon- it's got like a six or seven song bonus. Disc, okay. Yeah. And it's mostly just acoustic versions of songs. And not all of them are songs from that album too. I think That's there's, cool. Like there's two songs from that album acoustically, and then like maybe two or three songs from other albums that are. Uh, but it was cool, um, you know, because there's. I mean, I'm calling all skeletons is a great song too. Spe- uh, like the, there's certain things about like an Alkaline Tree album when you put it on, where you're just like, this is Matt's voice. Like this is just like comforting. I know yeah. what I'm about to get for the next half hour to 45 minutes. Yeah. And when calling all skeletons opens, like it didn't last as one of my favorite songs. But I'm like, yeah, this is, yeah, this is what I want right yeah. here. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it, it was when that album came out, I was like, Oh, this is cool that they're on a major label because they're going to get the support that they right. really deserve for the, and the label just did nothing with them. And I no. think, I think they were dropped, like, less than three months after the album came out. Which is, you know, sadly, like, that's the story of those bands then. There are very few that survived all that major label stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, but, I mean, it was, yeah, it was, it was epic. It was, they were on the hills. Yeah. Uh, Josh Abraham produced that record. Who did, like, Velvet Revolver. Stained. Did Stained. Yeah. Did Stained. Yeah. A lot of those bands. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, I mean. Orgy. you know, yeah? yeah. Did you do, oh, yeah. do candy ass? He did candy ass. I listened and to then, Stitches uh, right now. What was the follow-up? Uh, uh, vapor Transmissions. Yeah, I think he did both. No, it was, yeah. Yeah. Um, I went to a Bradley's and bought Vapor Transmissions. <laughs> yeah, Time Capsule that. Stitches is a pretty good song. Stitches is a good song. Blue Mondays, whatever. Like, that's fine. It's I mean, it's a decent cover. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it got a lot of people to, like, like, another generation to, like, learn about New Order. Yeah. But, yeah. But I mean, yeah. So I mean, there was behind the recording of it, and like I said, they were up, they were on the hills. That there was some money put behind it. But you're right; like it's, that wasn't. It's a very polished sounding record. Yes. but they're yeah. not. But their band that sounds like it. It didn't lose anything. It, if anything, it it basically refined their strengths. Um, it, I mean, I don't think it's their best record, but it's a. Solid no. record. Right. And for a while, too, like, I thought after that, because I did not pay a lot of attention when it came out, and that was a pretty strong pair. Like, I still really liked Alkaline Trio at yeah. that point. Not that I don't, but you know what I'm saying. Like, listen to them a ton. Yeah. And um, when This Addiction came out, uh, yeah, Return to Form, like, these are the types of songs I like. And going back, I would listen to Agony and Irony, like, ten o- times over out of this ten addiction. over This Addiction. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, um... There's the the only song on this addiction, I can't remember what it was. Uh, I think it's The American Scream. I like that song. I like that yeah. song, but that's one of the ones that I like better on Damnesia than, because it's basically Fair done, done yeah. like a piano ballad on yeah. that. I like, I like the title track. Um, there's a song Lead Poisoning on there that's yeah. pretty good. People shit on it because there's like a big trumpet part. Right. But it's like, yeah, if this is a no effect song, you'd think it was cool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, <sighs> What's the one after that with the girl on the motorcycle on the cover? Oh, you mean my shame is true? My shame is true, <laughs> yeah. Um, which, that's not quite as uh, 
Church for, of Destroy. Yeah, yeah. Is, yeah uh, but uh, and I like this. I like the opening that she lied to the FBI. Yeah, yeah, yep. good song. Yeah, no, um, there's some good tracks on that, but it's kind of just like it's kind of noise. You know, like there's nothing stand out. By the time it. that yeah. came out, because it was this addiction, and then, and mo- I, I think most people don't consider Damnesia an album because it's re-recordings of it. But it's 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 weird. Like if you look it up on Wikipedia, they're like, "This is a an acoustic compilation album." I'm like, "It's not a compilation album." Yeah. Because compilation... Right, they're not previously released. They're, they're not, not previously from, released, and yeah. it's not from different sources. They yeah. went into the studio specifically to record right. 15 songs right. from their past. And it is nice, because it isn't just, you know, them singing there with the guitar and singing them. Right. Like their interpretations, as pretentious yeah. as that sounds. Uh, yeah, some of them are vastly different. Some of them are just like, oh, this is an acoustic version of that. Right. But some of them are like, oh, this is a very different I, version. I like Damnesia. I feel like... I'm surprised I don't spend more time with it. Because when I first got into Alkaline Trio, uh, the kids used something called MySpace. Sure. And I remember finding a bunch of videos on there of Matt playing songs solo acoustically. And that got me hooked, man. Right. That got me. Well, when they put out, uh, what's it called? Scraps? The, whatever. Remains. Remains. Yeah. Yeah, So, Remains came out, and then they did a thing... uh, there's like a B-sides record to their B-sides record called Scraps. Uh, oh, which is, yeah, 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 yeah. You could go on their website and, and print out the... I forgot about the, that, the, yeah. They would make out one of those little jackets. Like, it wasn't like a seat. You didn't put it in a case. It was designed so that it would be like a wraparound like, folder yep. pocket. Yeah. So I, 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 I'm the dude who actually printed it out and cut it out and... And I, like, took uh, packing tape and wrapped it around so it's all, like, laminated and, like, yeah, and it's ten songs, but it's all, like, acoustic versions of their B-sides. So they have the self-titled, which is B-sides, they have Remains, which is B-sides, and, like, 22 tracks long. Yeah. Uh, They've got Scraps, and they have other stuff just floating around out there. Yeah, they're on a lot of compilations and stuff like that. And, again, a a lot of those songs are, like, just as good as album songs. Did you ever hear... um, it's called Oil. I forget what label put it out, but it was all Chicago bands uh, recording their albums. I don't. I don't think it was one take, but in an, in an oil refinery. Huh. And uh, that has them doing Old School Reasons, which is also on Remains. Right. And that I mean, it's got Matt's probably roughest vocals and Dan coming in and singing the choruses. That was fun, man. It's all Chicago bands. Like it, uh, Local H is on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lawrence Arms. It's got. Um, this Rise Against song, which that was right around the time of um, Revolutions Per Minute. And if this podcast was about Rise Against, I'd say that's a top five song that's on there mm. easily. It's a, it, it's a lot of cool stuff. And like I said, the music in it is like super, I think Ted Leo was on it. Yeah. Plain White Tees, which is not cool, but no. No. Um, yeah, that that's a pretty cool comp. And I miss those times, man. I just miss like stuff like that I just noticed I have a couple plea <laughs> excuse me a couple plea for peace compilations in the back of my car right now I have the first one's awesome so the first one had um, that had an Alkaline Trio song I hate uh, Standard Break from Life Dan sang it Dan sang it but yeah. it had uh, it had Jupiter Jupiter's on there it had uh, is it the album version or the remix the remix yeah. yep it had that's right yep it had live versions of um at the Drive-In song, Dillinger Escape Plan, uh, shit, what else was on there? It was the early Thrice song that I felt, the early Plea for Peace stuff. 
the early plea for peace album was was awesome and i think maybe two discs right not the first one the the starting off after that was and after that it was more not i don't want to say popular because like i'm just gonna sound like contradictory but like I don't know, just more well-known stuff. Sure. But that original Plea for Peace album, like that was one of the comps that got me into a bunch of different... Like Shy Halud was on it. Right. Where I was like, man, I don't like this, but like I feel like I should like it, so I'm going to check out some more stuff. Right. And like, yeah, I mean, there's a handful of bands like I have, that. I have whole bands' discographies in my collection like that of... Yeah. I think I should like this band song. Um, Nick doesn't... Get it? Like, and, um, I've yeah. been I've been starting to get rid of a lot of that stuff. Yeah. That, like, uh, like a couple years ago, I went through and bought like thirty five Frank Zappa albums. Or yeah. yeah, I don't know if you remember me going through. Is that, that like a quarter of his actual albums? Something like that. <laughs> yeah. And then I've just been like slowly like I'm like why why do I own this? Well, I'll be like I'm like you know I don't really like Green Day all that much. Right. Like, yeah. I'm like. Yeah, I've got like seven Green Day CDs. And yeah. I don't think I like them very much. Yeah. It's just like, I'm like, I, it just happens. Like, yeah. I don't know what do you want from me. It takes, well, it takes a lot for me to stop buying a band's albums too. Yeah, well, I did that with. Uh, I thought I, I thought I was done with Incubus, and then there's been a couple times that they've drawn me back in. Um, um, Ah shit! Well, just light grenades. That's what I was gonna say. I'm super good. Yeah, yeah. And and it was I bought it when it came out, and I was like, I don't like this band anymore. And then they put out a live DVD. Was it the Red Rocks one? No. Okay. It was. uh, I forget what it is because the the package looks like a book, and and the Best Buy version had a soundtrack CD with it. So I was like, like very limited, like you know, first pressing. So I was like, I gotta get it, even though I'm done with. That makes sense. Incubus, yeah. It sounds sarcastic, but I completely like agree. Yeah, yeah. but it, but they did like uh, um, dig and oil and water on there, and I was oil like, and water's like, so good. I I have uh, I I mean I have lyrics from dig tattoo. Oh really? Yeah. Um, you're not into Incubus. What's that? I, yeah, you're not. <laughs> I have two Incubus tattoos. Um, fuck it, which is weird because I. I could say pretty much definitively now, like I'm over Incubus. Like I like their new album, I, the Eight. Yeah, yeah, some good I stuff. I hated on that. I hated really? It. Yeah, I got rid of it. Yeah. Really? I didn't listen to that tightrope one. I didn't listen to the EP. I didn't listen. Tight, the uh, tightrope? No, if not now, when? Okay, that's a really good record. And yeah. then so I was like, oh, cool. They're they're like still making good stuff. And then the EP came out, and I'm like. I don't know about this. And they wanted... Did they ever do that? They wanted to sell two... Like, do two EPs within a year? That was the plan, and yeah. the EP did very, very poorly, and yeah. the label's like, nope, put yeah. out a real record. Yeah. I just remember when that EP came out, because it's four tracks. It was and it expensive. Was, and it, when it came out on vinyl, it was $27 yeah. for four songs. I'm like, that's like $8 a song. Yeah. I'm like, that's... And they're not good songs either. Right. Uh, I was like, what the fuck? Um, I've listened to the new album more than I thought I would. I think I listened to it three times. I was like, I, get I, it I, fourth. I sold it already. Get it, get it back. Get it back. <laughs> Give it a fourth. Uh, like grenades, though. Super good. That's a good... Yeah. yeah. You still haven't said your second song. Uh, can we talk about Help Me for one more second, though? Sure. Uh, try and listen to that song now without thinking of um, Love Me by the Cardigans. Uh, like, just in the chorus? Yeah. Big time. Oh, yeah. All right, so Help Me's off my list now. Uh, mm. 
Mm. It's fine because you've got more stuff you can cross off than I do too. I do. Um, so I'm gonna do a B side uh, from the same like era of Good Morning. Yeah. I, think, I think when Derek joined the band, like that was super important to that. But, like Glenn was a good drummer. Then they had Mike from the Smoking Popes do uh, from here to Infirmary. Right. Um, but I think when Derek joined the band, it was like the song for better song for tighter. Yeah. And, um, I think the split with hot water music came out first, but I guess the first song they ever record with Derek is called a uh, Jake Don green beers. Yeah. And that is my, my, my second song. Interesting. Yeah. So they did the, the original version of Sadie is on that split. Isn't it? No, that's with a uh, one man army. Which was maybe a couple years later, right? Yeah. Um, which that, depending how this goes, might make. Oh, that's the, the BYO split series. Yes, yeah. yes, and I like that version better than the Crimson version. Me too. Even though they're not all that different, but um, but yeah. So so Jake Dungreen and, and Heather Gable sings yes. on that. Yep. Song. Yep. yep. Is she still? I know she does her own music. Yeah, now. she does her own music. She, and she did a lot of the art and like t-shirts for Alkaline Trio. She, she still, did. Yeah. I mean, I guess I shouldn't ask if she's still associated with them because they're so. Matt got another small project going. Yeah, and um, he's doing that part-time band Blink One Eight Two. So right. I don't know. Like, well, their name is true. It was like five years ago. At this gear, point. Well, they're gearing up for a new Alkaline Trio record. Are they? I know they've done some shows and like they did some shows back yeah. in Chicago and stuff. Yeah. And, but um. Yeah, so Jake Dunn Green Beers was one of the first, I don't know if it's like, it was one of the first songs that Derek did with them, and I don't know if he was officially in the band yet, but uh, from just reading things that the that the band said, uh, Dan, most of all, was like, oh, we uh, we have to bring it now. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- This guy can play, like, he is, he is educated when it comes to, like, song structure. Right. And, um, like... Oh, yeah, he definitely raised the bar for the band. Yeah. Yeah. And I I would say that song originally appeared on, um, when Atticus was doing comps, when Atticus was a clothing company and doing comps. Drag the Lake collection. Yes, that is, I I believe it's the first track on the first album. And, um, that, that song's great. That's Matt and Dan, like, trading vocals. Yeah. It's Matt with another sad song. But like, just to hell with you. Like, I, I'm over this. Yeah. Like, um, I hope this is goodbye. Which is weird because, like, through the whole song, he's so definitive. Like, um, like I'm I'm through with this. I'm over this. But for him to say like, I hope this is goodbye. Like, why wouldn't this be goodbye? You know, right. like you're you're thinking you're taking control of this situation. And then you're going to hit us with that line like over and over again. It really sounds so, so powerful, but like maybe, maybe it's not goodbye. Cause you know what? Like as a species, I think guys are, are pretty weak and. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, but I mean like the lines about like, uh, selling all his records for dope and I don't know. I, I, I think that song is, I think that song is great. And I don't think the, the band needed a rebirth cause that's, like I said, in between from here and good morning. And that band was probably its highest peak right then. But, and not that, oh man, should we bring in Derek Grant? Like he was a good drummer at the right, time. Right. So no, I, I love everything about that song. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll do the, uh, well, let me see which one I got. Uh, so I'll do, uh, I don't know. That's, that's the one that, 
I had it on my list. That must have been number seven. I won't do that one then. What, Jake? No, I was I I, I was going to talk about War Brain, but uh, War Brain's so good. It's a great song, uh, but I, I left it off the list. I could have done all B sides, and that's why I left it off right. the list. Um, you know what, Do you know what that was off of? Uh, War Brain. That was. Yeah. Wasn't it the Bush yeah. compilation? Yeah. yeah, I think that song's great. Yeah. Another. Uh, I mean, we did it. Bush lost that re-election, right? Uh, oh, no. No, no, no. sure didn't. I thought we did it. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I thought we rocked against Bush. Which I'm not making fun of. I think that was pretty awesome and really cool. The Green Day song that was on that is actually pretty good. That favorite song, uh, Favorite Son, which didn't yeah. end up on any of their albums, but it's in the fucking American Idiot musical. Is it? Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of standouts on both those albums, and like... Yellow Card as a band, I think, is complete garbage. And uh, they ironically covered Violins by uh, Lagwagon. And right. it's super good. Yeah, My favorite Get Up Kids song is on that, The Lion and the Lamb, which you can't get it digitally. Was that, was that only on that album, yep. right? Yeah. yeah. And it's such a great song. Remember that fucking ministry song on there? I think it was like No W. w. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, the album that, that came from, and it's a slightly different version on that than from the album. Every song on... Ministry album uh, Houses of the Mole because Ministry was on a kick to yeah uh, every song in that album has it starts with a W except for that one and that song is the first song on the album called No W and then every every other song on the album starts with W yeah because they did Dark Side of the Spoon yeah yeah um, Rio Grande Blood which you take off of Rio Grande Mud by ZZ Top and then Houses of the Mole I'm like you guys are fucking ridiculous <laughs> um, was I was doing some on drugs at any point in his life uh, at every point in his life uh, and if you see him now you're like like cause he's got his eyebrows are all he's, pierced yeah. like it's like yeah. and I'm like dude you're 60 yeah right? knock it off yeah uh, alright what, what's your number three, Scott? Uh, my number three... I'm trying to decide which one to do. Uh, my number three and my number four are both off of Crimson. So I'll hmm. say... Because uh, you asked if there were any Dan songs on my list, which there aren't. Okay. But Dan sings... There aren't any on mine. And it's just one line uh, <laughs> in the song, in the chorus, but uh, Mercy Me. Okay, uh, yeah. which which is probably honestly my favorite Alkaline Trio song, um, and I don't mind him singing. It's a nice counterpoint to Mass. Right, and, and yep. their voices work well together. Yes, and they don't do it. I, they don't do it enough. Enough. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if I have anything much to say about that song. Uh, what sure. is there to say, Scott? It's a great song. <laughs> Was there a video for that one? Oh yeah. What? Yeah. Was it weird? Like it was a weird like animation yeah. thing where they're like jumping around and the like they're like little paper dolls and stuff like that. And yeah, I did not like that. I thought I liked it a lot when I first heard it, and I mean especially after Good Morning. Yeah, I think um, Crimson was really like. You know what I like? I like black shirts and red ties. Yeah. That's what I, and I like makeup. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. But I also like the Church of Satan. Yeah. And like that's well, very that, much what I think that's what And you know what else I like? Derek Grant in a top hat. Yeah. It's it that album aesthetically is their most Dresden Dolls esque <laughs> record. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I just, I always liked that, uh, it, I mean, it amused me that Maskeva is super into Because at first I thought it was just like, like a thing that you do that everyone does, like talking about like, right. Satan. Yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. No, like no. I'm punk rock, I like the devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're like, oh no, you're being for real. Like you're yeah. you're, you're a member of the Church of Satan. Yeah, that's foolish. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man! You're a grown ass. Yeah, man. he's the guy that we're like, oh, you know, like Anton Levy. He'd be like, it's Levy. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. I guess yeah. it is. Yeah, I'm like. He's a silly goose. Like, yeah. I'm like, knock it off. But was um, was Mercy Me the first single, or was it no, Time to Waste? It's the third single. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, so yeah. was it Time to Waste? Time to Waste. Then, then um, was it? It was Death like Death, Hell. Was it? Oh, was it Back to Hell? No. Uh, Back to Hell. Burn. Song. Burn. No, was it really? Yeah. Fucking. Because it's weird. Yeah, because it's the. There's a like circus freak video where the piano is on fire and stuff like that, and like it's like people walking on their hands and stuff like that. That sounds like an M2 video right there, MTV2. And there was a because there's a remix of it from one of the Underworld soundtracks. That's, that sounds cool. That uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Danny Loner from Nine Jams yeah. remixed it. Yeah, he's like, oh, I can make Alkaline Trio into like an industrial band. So right, so Crimson. Crimson was before Heavens? I think so. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mercy Me, huh? Yeah. Okay. You know uh, you know the song Heather on Heavens' album? Yeah. That's about Heather Gable. I would never... Yeah. Is that... That's very veiled. <laughs> I, I think you're being sarcastic. Uh, yeah. Does that not translate well? <laughs> um, well, we, I didn't know that when I when I... When that album came out, and that was like probably around the time that I met her, um, and it was just never. Are you name dropping right now? No, 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 absolutely not. I didn't say who I was talking about, but I, it was just the fact that, like, because I also put who you meet? What some girl? Okay, uh, but I like Heather's one of the most common female names of that of my generation. I know like twelve Heathers, so I was just like, "Did they make uh, a movie about that?" They did. What was it called? Uh, I think it was called Heathers. Oh, okay. Um, uh, but I was like interested in a couple different Heathers at the time. So, like when I made the mix CDs, I was like, oh, "I'll put the Heather song on there." Yeah, I was real clever. Look at you. Hey, you know what? In high school, do you know how many girls put "Son of a Preacher Man" on mixtapes for me? <laughs> I'm a, I, my father was a pastor. Is, he, for those is Heather even a positive song? Is there anything about like drinking blood and like kill? You're like, yeah, it's no. Yeah, but says Heather. Yeah, it says Heather, and I love you. Yeah, yeah. no words, just emotions. Just I listen. Love you. It'll say your name. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Pay attention. Get to past that. Else. Get yeah. past that. It says Fun. Heather, and you're Heather, yeah. and I'm Scott, and you're Heather. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did sure. So wait, did you make that for Heather Gable? I did. No. No, I no. Hanora. Heather yeah. Hanora is yeah. her her maiden name. Yeah. Which she still uses Gable now, which is interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting choice, right? Uh yeah. What what you got there? Uh, <laughs> nothing that I'm putting out on the internet. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um you want you want to know my number three? Yeah, I do. Uh, it's radio. Damn you! <laughs> yeah, that was so like that. 
I struggle. Shaking like a dog shitting razor blades. But see, that's like the great part. Like, there's so many just ridiculous, like, things in that song. But, like, I does love that, that, does line? that shit hold up? Like, What's you that? know, like, when you hear that now, does it, like, ah, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, this brings me back, like, 10 years ago, or, like, shaking like a dog shitting razor, razor blades, or if Columbus was wrong, I'd fall straight off the edge. All like, right. That shit I loved when I had, like, longer sideburns. Right. And, like, I don't. <sighs> that was on the Hot Water Music split because I covered it. Yeah, I yeah. really like their version of it. Yeah, and that was on my. It's on my list as well. But my, I th- and I mentioned this to you. I, I actually like the Damnesia version of it better than the the original version. Really? Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of like live bootlegs of that song out mm. there, and um, I mean. That's one of the oldest songs that they still play fairly consistently. Yeah, my assumption is that they still play Cringe. They probably still play um, San Francisco off of that first album. And then, I mean, maybe a couple other ones like Peppered in there. Yeah. It, I mean, I, I haven't seen Alkaline Trio in years at this point. Um, but I'm assuming, I off of that album especially, that's probably the only song off that album they play with consistently consistency i saw thrice alkaline trio and forget who the third band was at the ballroom it was gaslight anthem it was rise against that was um my daughter was born that day i wanted to go to that but i held off buying tickets because hey my daughter was supposed to be born right i don't i think it was either of those bands yes it was thrice and rise and alkaline trio yeah, that was a weird... Well, it was three bands, and I don't remember... And I knew all of them, and I don't think I was familiar with Gaslight Anthem at the time. That was... I think that was only Sink or Swim. I think that's all that was out then. Um, but yeah, but radio, so like... Because we left after... We didn't stick around for the third band. We saw Thrice and then Alkaline Trio, and then the girl that I was... Oh, you don't think they were... Because ha- I thought that was maybe... Maybe. No, I guess I would have been a Rise Against headlining tour at that she's point. She's 27 now, so... Lives nine. Yeah, it was nine years ago. So. I think that was those four bands. And it was, I only thought it was three. It was probably a Rise Against headliner. Yeah. Right then? Yeah. that would have been um, Appeal to Reason. Yeah. Um, they were like, swinging life away at that point. That's a good song. That is. That's a song. They're, I mean... I'll, they're one of those bands that a lot of people, I think, have an opinion about, but don't really know stuff other than their radio singles, and they're like, yeah. they're, they're a solid band. Um, I think a lot of their stuff, a lot of their newer albums, uh, I mean, I'd rather kids listen to that than listen to fucking, I don't know, Nickelback. Uh, Five Finger Death Punch. I'd rather listen to Rise Against, like crappy later era Rise Against. No, that's crap. I did like, I liked the new album. I, right. I would say, Wolves. let's say there's 12 tracks. I think six of them were probably really good yeah. songs. Um, I do think out of all, like this type of music that we're talking about right now, mm-hmm. um, Revolutions Per Minute. Revolutions Per Minute is probably one of my top five albums from this musical genre. Yeah. And um, it's a good record. And uh, Suffer in the Witness, I think, is real good, yeah. too. Yeah. I didn't like that. So when they did, like, the 10th anniversary Revolutions Per Minute, they re-released without the journey, the Hidden Journey track on Bullshit, it. Bullshit, right? Yeah. yeah, I know. I got it. Yeah. Um, but then... It, then <laughs> that the, sounds great. Yeah, but then the Journey song is on their B-Sides record. 
Oh, yeah. So I was like, why? And just embrace it, man. I, just embrace the it. The only thing that I can think of, because the, the 10th anniversary one has demos of the entire album, and maybe it wouldn't yes. fit, so they yeah. just took it off. Um, so, on that on that note, yeah. uh, radio. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. it, um, like, I, there's probably Alkaline Trio songs I would listen to more now, but I have to really think, like, I probably listen to that song more than any other more than any other track, like just over time. And like when I bought that album, I did, I knew that song at the time and like just couldn't get enough of it. Uh, you are right. The hot water music version is, is great. I'd say radio is probably for anyone that really followed the band and, you know, cause I'm sure they picked up fans, even though we said it wasn't promoted that great, like agony and irony and so, so on. But like, uh, there's a time where you could probably say radio and cringe are their two most, like their two biggest songs. Sure. So battle with it a little bit, but like that's my uh, it's my number three jam. Nice. Still no Dan songs. Uh, nice. Uh, <laughs> let's keep it that way. Um, so I did. What did I say? I said we've had enough. Help me and mercy me. Uh, and then you said radio. So you haven't said the one I've been thinking of that I think you're going to say off of Damnesia. Oh no! Radio was going to be. Uh, what? That was going to be my oh. choice from that. Although, the two that I had really batted around but kind of disqualified from Damnesia was uh, the Old English 800 yeah. is a great song, but it's, I'm like, it's it's almost a novelty song. It's real quick. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I really, really, really like their cover of I Held Her in My Arms. Violent Violent Thumbs. Yeah. And it's, okay. it's, if I offend anyone on this, good. I don't care. Uh, it's better than the Violent Femmes version. That's fine. Uh, the Violent Femmes are. Who? Who? Who, who are you insulting with that? The Vi- I have a couple. It's all people older than me who think that Violent Femmes are just the, the bee's knees, that they're the most punkiest. Around. Violent Femmes are a garbage band. Violent Femmes have one good song, and I don't remember the name of it, and it's on the Crow soundtrack. Oh, uh. Color, Color me once, once, right? Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, I had a couple. Nah, no, you're right. No, no. Yeah. That's it. Dude, fucking people get amped for Blister in the Sun, and I'm just, like, disgusted the yeah. whole time. Well, it's, it's weird when a band's only really recognizable song is the first song on their first album that came out, like, almost 40 years yeah. ago. They're like Devo. Yeah. And Brian Viglione was in the band for like 45 minutes. And then he's like, you know what? Fuck you guys. See ya. Because he played on that record. And then, because yeah. I bought that record. Because I'm like, cool, I'll get a Violent Femmes record. Yeah, before. exactly. Right? And then I was yeah. like, why do I own this? Yeah. And by the time it come, had come out, he had already quit the band. I'd rather listen to like shiny, happy people. Oh, God, that's... See, I have like a, I have a whole, whole REM, one of these episodes, like... Uh, like that's my half written, cool. I'm just like, but that's that's one of the worst. REM's one of those bands that like, I'm a big REM fan, but there's a song in like almost every REM album that I'm like, this song is garbage. Um, I mean, Pearl Jam was kind of like that too. No, yeah. I mean, and it's funny because that that you you think there's a song on every Pearl Jam album where you're like, this is garbage. Pretty much. Fuck I, it, that. Well, it's funny because this is my like like I I'm hits heavy on this one. Almost all of Pearl Jam songs that I hate are hits. Like Dissident, that song is terrible. I fucking hate Given to Fly. Uh, see, I like Given to Fly. Fuck that um, song. Uh, 
What's that? Oh, Red Mosquito. That is a fucking... That's that not a hit. <laughs> no, it's not a hit, but it's like, it's Mike McCready showing off how much he loves Stevie Ray. Yeah, big time. I thought yeah. that was a cover when I first yeah, started hitting. I'm just like, ugh. Um... Uh, yeah, the Mike McCready tendencies of Pearl Jam gross me out. Um, but, you know, that's a whole nother podcast. Um, I love Pearl Jam. I love so Pearl Jam, much. too. I'm, I'm actually sitting underneath a, oh, yeah. your, your, your Pearl Jam Fenway Park poster. Um, it's one of the coolest shows I've ever been to. But, uh, I mean, I have three Pearl Jam tattoos, I think. Yeah, I mean... Um, Pearl Jam. If we talked about Pearl Jam, I would have had to like. And it's weird. I don't know like, if I is, get limited to five. I yeah, this like is that. more in my. Um, this is more in my wheelhouse, right? Like in in what I want, like what I listen to for the most part. I, I have no problem saying Pearl Jam is my favorite band of all time. Yeah, like and Dissident shitty too. Yeah, but that's my favorite album. Mm. That's my favorite album. Interesting. Yeah, I. That's that's my favorite Pearl Jam record too. I um. It's weird because a lot of the songs on it that are great, like they haven't played live in years. Like, eat, like some of them, like in decades. Huh? It's weird because they put like on that like tour, Leash. I'd love, yeah, yeah, they played Leash a lot. They like, if yeah, you, like on that tour, they played Leash a bunch, and they've legitimately played Leash less than like fifteen times since yeah. that tour. I'm actually surprised how much they play Animal. I feel like that would be something they wouldn't play, right? Um, so. You're cool. Hi. Come on in. Hey. Um, so, um, no. what are you doing? Are you playing Yahtzee? Right Nikki, what's your favorite Alkaline Trio song? I don't know any. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, that is an acceptable answer. Um, when I saw them, so I saw them at Great Woods, or whatever it was called at that point. Pearl Jam? Yeah, and they were their own opening band. Oh, and Slater Candy played in between. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. Too. So, um... Eddie, Eddie, everyone was standing up while they were playing acoustically, and he told them to sit down because there isn't going to be uh, an acoustic version of Blood, right? Or yeah, anything yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, that was the last time they played there because they broke the curfew, curfew. Yeah. real bad. Yeah, and they even said that they're like, "Yeah, so we're done now." Yeah, because otherwise we could find X amount, but you guys have made us rich motherfuckers. Yeah, so if you dude. want us to keep playing. There was, like, that show was fun. Yeah. Uh, that show made me love Off He Goes. I always kind of liked that song. Yeah. They played that during that, their own opening set, The Experiment. Yeah. And uh, it was it was awesome. But about a quarter of the way, maybe a third of the way through that, I'm like, hey, we're we're doing something special right now. Like, that whole show, that was incredible. Just like a... Well, the, the, yeah, they played a Cause, full... Because they were also playing three... That was... They added that show. They played there, like... This is just arbitrary dates. They played there like July 5th, 6th, and 13th. Yeah. Like they came back and the whole goal was to not play a single song twice over three nights. And what they ended up doing with the third night was they're like, all right, so since we're not repeating, what we're going to do is play all of our songs. Um, yeah. And there were a couple that they skipped, like they didn't play Bugs and stuff like that, which they have which they played. Have played. Yeah, I think they played it Wrigley. Yeah. I think that was, yep. yeah. Um, but that was the thing, so they were like, this is kind I of... think I got Mankind at that show. I'm pretty, I'd have yep. to look back. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, because I have the, I have the you know, official bootleg of that yeah, show. Yeah, I do too, yeah. Um, yeah, they played Mankind, which, you know, the, the that was the first Pearl Jam song that Stone sang. And I think it's the only one on an album. Yeah. The other ones are all yeah. B-sides. Um, and that was, I'm going to get the order of them wrong, but right in a row they went Nothing Man, Better Man, Leather, Leather Man. Man. Yeah. yeah. 
Ah, uh, they did. I think it was Better Man, Nothing Man, Mother Man, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't like Nothing Man. That'd be in my top five. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that song. Uh, I used to really like it. Uh, uh, I don't know. Just something about it. I don't it. like Corduroy. Yeah, I don't mind that. I song. think I'm a little, like, I don't like it. I don't dislike it like I dislike Given to Fly. Yeah. But uh, I don't, nah. I, I might just be, like, too much of it. Sure. You know? Um but yeah, that show is that show is incredible. I believe they did end up playing uh, "Yellow Lead Better" for the second time. Yep. that night. I think they closed with it. That's another Pearl Jam song that can go fuck itself. Oh no, that song's great. I hate that song. It's not even so much that I hate. It's just weird that that's like one of their signature songs. Yeah, because that is like goof off, like fucking around in the studio. It doesn't even have like real lyrics, right? Yeah, and people are like, oh, that's one of their best songs. I'm like. It, that's nobody's best um, song. It's just them having fun. So Ed comes out and he goes, uh, we're going to play one more song. Like, we've we rarely ever play this one. Yada, yada, this is going to be our last song. And it's just one note. There's yeah. all, so it went from being like a euphoric night to people thinking that was it and people being fucking pissed. Yeah. And uh, then they came out and did. One of the things that was interesting about that whole tour, and people are listening, they'd be like, why are you talking about Pearl Jam for 10 minutes? <laughs> yeah. Um, so every show on that tour, he put, they, he performed Ark, which is the thing that his tribute to everyone who died in 9-11, yeah. but none of those performances appear on any of the bootlegs right. from that yep. he left Yeah, off. that's the only thing they cut off. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Which I, I thought it was an interesting choice yeah. to do that. That one's, uh, and that show, like they could have fit, it's three discs, so it's not like a time for Right. I think it was just more thing. like out of a respect thing. Yeah. It was interesting. A lot of bands did little September 11th uh, things on their records when they yeah. came out. I mean, Soulfly put a one minute of silence track on one of their, I think it was the third Soulfly record in response to that, which I was like, I mean, okay. But I was like, that's weird. I mean, Tesla had a Heaven 911 song. That was the name of the song. That was real gross. <laughs> Love songs like my favorite '80s ballad. I, I'm I I'm a fan of Tesla. They're fine. Yeah. I don't I don't love them, but like, super nice guys too. From working at the casino, <laughs> really? Yeah, they kind of get uh they kind of get shit on, or I don't think they should. I don't think they're there's they're one of a handful of bands that I don't think should be like mixed up in '80s hair metal. Because yeah, I, I, were. I would agree. They were kind of their own thing, and yep. you know, their lead singer looks like. Your aunt who always smoked parliaments and the yeah. that market yeah, 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 for yeah. 30 years. What <laughs> um, is a fella? I'd say, the, I'd say them. Uh, Queensryche. I don't yeah. think Queensryche should be lumped in there. And man, I ride hard for Skid Row and you know that. I like, like Skid Row. Yeah. Skid Row is a lot heavier than people realize, I think. But uh, yes, yeah. Slave to the Grind, so good. Yeah. That whole, in a darkened room, yeah. that's a top five song. They yeah. might... I don't know if I have a top five. I think here. that's my least, and I like that song, but I think of the three like quiet songs on that record, or like ballads or whatever. What's like another one, Quicksand Quick Jesus. Jesus and Wasted yeah. Time. Wasted Time's fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was weird because they released all three of them. So yeah, was, right? Slave to the Grind. So it was Monkey Business was a single. I don't think they did In a Darkened Room as a... They did. It was the did? last single from okay. that. And I'm like, you couldn't have picked, I mean, because you could have picked like Eight or nine of the songs from that record yeah. could have been singles. Yep. Monkey Business was the was the first. It was single. the lead one. Then, then was it Slave? Slave? Yeah. To the grind. 
then uh, Wasted Time, yeah. then Quicksand Jesus, yeah. then In a Darkened Room. And, that was, and I was like, how do you release three ballads in a row as your singles? Like, I mean, although In a Darkened Room is like more like upbeat, like, I don't know, it's got that ridiculous solo in it. And whatnot. It's so good! It is good. It's, it's a good song. I'm not shitting on it. But of those three songs, I think it's the least best of the three between yeah. Quicksand Jesus and... Wasted Time's real good. Yeah. You're right. Quicksand Jesus, I don't think I liked when that came out. And then that's one of those things that grew on me. Yeah. And we've discussed this. Beggar's Day, way better than Get the Fuck Out. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, that, I mean, that was obviously 1991. Two? One. Yeah. And uh, you weren't just going to... Oh, I got the alternate. I remember going to... Was it... Trackside? Yeah. Yeah, I remember going there and getting the cassette before it was cool. Yeah. Well, actually, it wasn't cool anymore. I should have had a CD player. And um, uh, it, it came with it came with Beggar's Day. And I'm like, man, I want to hear Get the Fuck Out. I don't think I heard that song for like 15 years. Yeah. Until like I could properly get it like somehow. I'm like, oh, this song sucks. <laughs> Beggar's Day is way better. I had my friend Chad, who was two years ahead of me in school, buy the Slave of the Grind cassette for me at the Newbury Comics in Faneuil Hall. Yep. Because they yep. were IDing because I had a parental advisory sticker and I couldn't, like I tried to buy it and they're like, you're not old enough. So I gave him the money and he bought it uh, for me. And then and this was on a church field trip. And then he immediately had regret. He's just like, you can't tell anyone that I did this because I bought you a bad thing. You fucking uh, sinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it doesn't matter because yeah. Jesus knows. Yeah. Quick saying, Jesus knows. <laughs> yeah. uh, so my number four. Uh, How many did I give you? Three? Have I given you? Th- yeah, radio is my third. So radio yeah. third. Uh, We've gone off the. Ra- Ever since it was like this is gonna be the lead off track on my mixtape. Yeah. We didn't have like a side one like because radios this it should finish side one. I would agree. Okay. Um, or it could be the very end. It uh, could be. Well, now it's song number six, so it's neither. So I did Mercy Me, Help Me, and we've had enough. So I've got three songs left. What are your three again? Well, so I started off with We've Had Enough. Yeah. And then Mercy Me, and then Help Me. Do you work for WBCN? I do. I sure (laughs) do. Uh, Time to Waste. What the fuck? (laughs) I told you that we're going to be singles. Um, I just like that piano intro. I don't like that song. I know you don't. Yeah. Did we I mention that I don't like that song? Yeah, I don't well, think I don't did. like that record. <sighs> but it, but like all Alkaline Trio, like I don't hate any of their records, but that one's... That was the song to me that I was like, oh, this band's trying to make it. This band's like really shooting for like... the. F- I mean, and some people would argue that beforehand, like they were already doing that. But to me, that whole record... And I don't have a problem with it, by the way, because I felt like they were basically... They're like, all right, what are our... I can't believe you're doing this. What? Just the, the songs that you picked. <laughs> and they're all good songs. I'm, they're all good songs. I'm not sure. I told that you either. I was picking... I'm just surprised. Hits on this. Um, yeah. I mean, and there are other Alpine Trio songs that I really like, but I would say, if I'm being honest, these are, like, the ones that, like... I probably like the most. Okay. Um, oh, I hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... No, because, I mean, I went weird on that U2 one, but I was being honest yeah. with that, too. Um, but, again, like I said, I think you're a bigger Alkaline Trail fan than me, so you could probably dig deeper into it than, than True. I would. Um, 
I mean, I can don't even get me going on the U two one because I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not a huge U two fan, but I I disagreed with with some of that. <laughs> I'm talking Baby's one, of my favorite albums of all time. And I wouldn't consider myself a big U two fan. Yeah, yeah. It's a good record. Yeah, I guess it's okay. Fuck, what do you mean? You just did a whole podcast on U2. I'm going to say Octung Baby is my favorite out, like one of my favorite rock albums of all time. Dude, it's okay. Like, what the fuck, man? I think that's like, because uh, technically I think you and I are from different generations, although we're only like five years yeah. apart. Of like people our age group, I think that's the one U2 record that everyone owns. Like, it's, I mean, it like, it got some serious play on car. CD yeah, players for yeah. real, and it there's not a bad song on that. It's album. like that in Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Yeah. I feel like yeah, yeah, which ten. I wish both Octune Baby and Blood Sugar Sex Magic are better albums than ten, and I like like Pearl Jam's like ten is ten doesn't sound like Pearl Jam, like they did they weren't yet a cohesive band. Sorry, we're going back to Pearl Jam. I don't have. I like it a lot. It's very, like, side one of ten is much better than side two. Yes. Deep Gardens, those are all like Those ten. are good, though. Um, they're I good. Like, yeah, I like, not... I like Deep and Porch quite a bit. But yeah. also, like, I feel like those are weird. Uh, uh, the fact that people like Oceans is kind of bullshit. Like, the fact that Oceans was released as a single yeah. is ridiculous. I do like the Pearl Jam open shows with release. I thought sure. that was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah the first time I saw them at the Boston Garden, they I can't. Them. I can't completely argue with that statement because I was gonna say Blood Sugar Sex Magic has some filler, but you know what? I don't. It shockingly does, and it flows really great from beginning to end. Yeah, and I'm very much someone who is someone who was a big Red Hot Chili Peppers yeah. fan for a while, and I'm like, this band is kind of gross. Um, like, yeah, I'm, yeah, but that album still really holds up. I mean, Mother's Milk holds up too. Does it? Yeah, I just. Do you fuck with Subway to Venus? Is that? Uh, <laughs> It's not as good as Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Uh, you know what's good? That song that was on the Pretty Woman soundtrack that was on Mother's Show Milk. Show Me Your Soul? Yeah. No, is that what I was thinking of? Taste the Pain. Maybe that. Maybe it was Show Taste, Me Your Soul, no, though. Taste the Pain was in uh, Say Anything. Oh, yeah, when they're driving. Yeah. When Dobbler just is driving down the street, like, looking to his right the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, you're right. Show Me Your Soul was yeah, in Pretty Woman. Yeah. I only Sky was dating Anthony. Yeah. yeah. At the time. Um, Makes sense. I just re-listened to um, One Hot Minute three times in a row last yeah, week. Yeah, when you put that, um, that song is about um, River Phoenix, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't know that. No, I, I, it didn't come across, my What I Learned Today didn't come across the way I, I knew that the song was about River Phoenix, and I yeah. knew that Flea and him were friends. I didn't know that Flea had written the lyrics. Oh. Uh, because... Up to that point, fucking Dum Dum McGillicuddy had written all the Chili Peppers lyrics, but he had was he had relapsed. He's real stupid. Yeah, Anthony uh, Keyes. Yeah. Um, he had relapsed into heroin use uh, wow. at that point, and so like it was the first time where they didn't have like a bunch of lyrics. So Flea wrote lyrics to a couple songs on there. Yeah, that's why P is on there because he's a little P. Yeah, and he's like, I got a little song. And he really cannot sing. Yeah, let's record that. Because I'm a pacifist. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of can't sing, have you heard uh, 
Weezer's cover of no, Rosanna. I can't. We will be here all night if I start talking about Weezer. Yeah. I can't handle it. Well, they did. They just, I can't. They I'm, just no. released two covers of I know. Toto's song. Which I think is kind of funny because everyone wanted to cover Rosanna, right? And they, yeah. No, they wanted to do Africa. They wanted to do Africa, so, so they, they did Rosanna. Rosanna as like a That's funny. Game. That's kind of funny. Yeah, and then they did Because one Africa. thing Rivers is known for, it's his sense of humor. Right, so. But it's like, and Rosanna's not as bad as Africa. Africa's on this, because... He cannot hit those notes, like, at all. Yeah. And I'm like, say what you want about Toto, but those guys can play. Yeah. And Weezer are just not the players that Toto are. Um, chili Peppers for a second. So, yeah. Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Yeah. Well, I was, that was 91. I was 10 yeah. when that came out. And um, my parents were always real cool. Like, they didn't give a shit. Like, what I, I read my first Stephen King book when I was in fourth grade. Like, I listened to whatever. And I think I'm pretty well adjusted. Like, I had never gotten to a whole lot of shit. But, like, uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. That sounds cool. And I'm like, Sir Psycho Sexy is a pretty cool song. Like, a 10-year-old should not be listening to most of the lyrical content right. on that album. Yeah. But, like, that album is, is great. So, they went. God, did they go five years? What? In between albums? No, that was 91 and... When was One Hot Minute? 95? Nah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So four years. So I remember being all amped and um, I would, if I couldn't stay up to watch it, I'd record 120 minutes. And I know um, that they were going to be playing the video for Warped. Uh, you know, first new single, X amount yeah. of years. Dave Navarro's on this? He doesn't wear a shirt. He's cool. Yeah. Like, I can't wait to see Dave Navarro and his nipple rings. And, and see him um, and Anthony make out of the yeah, video. Yeah, yeah. And, um, so I remember sitting down, turning the tape on, like, this is my favorite band. Like, I'm super excited. I'm like, fuck this song. This song, that song's not good. It's not really a song. Really? No, I mean, <laughs> as far as like, like, it's just a bunch of parts thrown together. Yeah. Yeah. There is good stuff on One Hot Minute, but like, Aeroplane's dumb. Yep. Um, uh, my Friends is dumb. Real dumb. Deep Kick's cool. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Coffee shop is annoying. Yep. Um, <laughs> Meet me at the coffee shop. Yeah. We can dance like Iggy Pop. Uh, like, I think Transcending is a great song. Yeah, I do too. Um, I do too. And it's a great way to end an album. I feel like there's something else on that second side that I was into, but I can't think of what it is at this it was, point. It, it was a chore to get through, and I was like, and it just, I didn't bring enough CDs with me on the trip that I was on last week, so I was yeah. like, well, this is playing again. Fuck this. Um, <sighs> what was after Warp? Was it Aeroplane? It was, yeah, Warped, Aeroplane, Deep Kick. Deep Kick, yeah. My Friends. Ugh. Uh, P. Was it P? No, there's one song before P. Um, I don't remember. It's just a real, like... Coffee shop's so shitty. Ugh. <laughs> Man. And then they did their cover of Love Roller Coaster at the that, same time. Dude, someone told me the other day that was good, and I just walked away from the conversation. I was yeah. like, that's not true. They also did a song, Anthony's not on it, but the other three guys with... LL Cool J on the Howard Stern soundtrack. LL Cool J, Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's real terrible. Sadly, don't remember that. Ready? Here we go. You guys ready? Warped, Aeroplane, Deep Kick, My Friends, Coffee Shop, P, One Big Mob, Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah. Oh, One Hot Minute's a pretty good song, actually. Yeah, yeah, it is. Heavy as shit, right? Yeah. Walkabout, Dumb. Terrible. Tearjerker. That's uh, that's the one where he does the little talk down at the beginning. He's like, uh, can you turn up the track a little? Which, that's one of my biggest pet <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That's one of my biggest pet peeves in music is, like, it annoys me enough when there's, like, a little in-studio banter that ends up 
on the album, but when you're faking it to like give you that like because yeah. there's Ruben uh, produced that right? Yeah, he produced he produced everything up yeah up except for their newest record, right? Because that was Danger Mouse. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't heard their new record. There is one good song on the new record and one good song on the record before it. The one with the fly on yeah, the... Yeah, yeah. I, I realized I gave up on the Chili Peppers after John Frusciante left. Stadium Arcadium's great. Is it? Yeah, moving on. So, uh, <laughs> Tear Jerker, uh, One Hot Minute's a good song. These next two, I think I liked one of them. So it's Falling Into Grace... And Shallow Be Thy Game. I think I like Shallow Be Thy Game. Yeah, it doesn't hold up that well, though. No? Well, we'll listen to that after you leave. And uh, Transcending. Transcending's yeah. good. Dude, what a pile of crap after such a huge album. I mean, I'm sure it still went platinum like six to eight times. Oh, I'm but... sure. But it was. I know it was a commercial disappointment for Warner Brothers because they thought, they're like, oh, well, one hot minute, or uh, um, Trigger Sex Magic. Was such a huge hit, although nobody expected them to be. Look a at that man! That was ninety-one. Yeah, no one's expecting a huge hit like four albums into your, or five albums into your yeah. career. That was ninety-one. One Hot Minute was ninety-five. Californication was ninety-nine. Yeah, and I have weird feelings about Californication. I, I'd say I like it for brevity. I like it. Uh, yeah, that is different. Uh, the album. By the way, yeah. By the way, gets shit on a little bit, but I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So what's your number four? Only because I have to get up at six a.m. <sighs> what was your uh, what was your number? You just oh, you did the same time to waste. Uh, yeah, my number four is Queen of Pain, which sure. is uh, <laughs> which is uh, a B side. Mm-hmm. And once again, there's that Derek Grant era, and it was on the split for uh, with Hot Water Music. Yeah. So I would say I almost would have put Queen of Pain and While You're Waiting, which are both on there. Which um, then that's just cool, Matt. You put two fucking. Of songs on a split, right. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, they did that. They did Rooftop by Hot Water, and then I think the one of the best Hot Water music songs is on that split too. But I think that also has to do with the time where, um, like, in two thousand, let's say two thousand two thousand four, you were probably finding a band every single day. They're sure, like, shit, man, I've never heard. And this is awesome. Like you just turn a corner and yeah. you're falling into a different band, and um, that song. Like, like I said, like, uh, I think both bands, both bands are getting pretty popular at the time too. And mm-hmm. I might just be making this up in my, in my head, but that's kind of like, it. we're going to bring this right now. Like we, I need to put my best stuff against Hot Water Music's best stuff. And I did really love the practice of, we're going to cover each other's songs. I'm always a fan of that. Yeah. And I was going to, this is like a little tangent on that. It's a real dick move. Cause there was a lot of split records coming out around that yes. time. Yep. Um, one of the ones that's my favorite is the face to face. I knew you were going to say with the superior version of Dirty Glass. Far superior. Far superior. Far superior with Kay Hanley yeah, from Far Superior. Superior. Right. Yeah. The other version's not good. No, the other yeah. one is some dish rag that they yeah. put in the studio. <laughs> yeah. Same. But, so that was the thing. So it was. Fortunate Sons on there, too. Fortunate yeah. Sons. Yeah. But. That was the thing they were supposed to trade off. So Face to Face covered a Dropkick Murphy song. Dropkick Murphy's did not cover a Face to Face song. No. I was like, that's a dick move. What did they do? Rocky Road to Dublin? No. what they do? No, they did... Um... Oh, it's driving me nuts now. Ah. Uh... Because they also... No, because Dropkick Murphy's did 21 Guitar Salute. Yeah. And... Did they fucking... What? And that's a stiff little finger? Yeah. Yeah. 
So you did three? No, Jerry Glass wasn't a cover. Jerry Glass was a original. Yeah, so it was one original and then two covers for each band. Yeah. And what Dropkick Murphy song did Face to Face? I don't remember, because Face to Face does a lot of great covers. Do they? Oh, yeah. That I mean, sounded sarcastic. No, no, no. No, no, no. They're, they're, first of all, their covers record is... They have a covers record? Yeah, it's called Standards and Practices. Oh, okay, but, yep. And, and then the... But it only had 10 songs on it, but the Japanese version has them covering in a big country on it, like, and it's amazing. So I shelled out, like, 35 bucks, like, 15 years ago to get the Japanese import of it. Um, fuck, what? I like you because you make me seem normal. <laughs> That's not the first time somebody has said that to yeah. me. Um, I don't remember what Dropkick Murphy song face just keep it. Just keep stalling. Um... Because that that was the there was one song that ended up on uh, how to ruin everything. Because uh, I think that was the f- for no that wasn't the first thing with Pete Parada on it. It was the first thing. I, oh face no! Face to face is a trio. You them. meant to say Road of the Righteous, right? That's the uh, that's the one they. But, yeah, 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 yeah. What did I say? Oh, you didn't say anything. I said Rocky Road to Dublin, but I was just trying to be on the slide. Right, that's what you meant to say. Right. Yeah. Um, Which interesting enough, so. Uh, Mike McCoolgan, 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 yeah. and Rick Barton yeah. wrote that song. Neither of them were in Dropkick Murphys at that time. Right. Um, Mike just played, is playing at, or just finished playing at the Brick House. Yeah. Uh, Street Dogs are cool, man. Yeah. Street Dogs are all right. I am. Um, um, I'm going to name drop for real now, because uh, uh, I went to high school with Johnny Rio. Oh, I think I knew that. Yeah. 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 Is he still in the band? Yeah. Yeah. He's, it, he's basically the one who runs the band. Um, I mean, Mike sings for it. Basically, brothers. No, 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 not at all. Now, um, now, my friend Molly's really good friends with him, but like, I barely knew him. Oh, what Molly is it? Ringwald? Come on, Scott. It is Molly Ringwald. Oh, yeah. no, she sucks. Yeah, no, Molly Cooper. Um, Shout uh, out to Molly Cooper. Yeah, who I'm going to be doing a bad religion uh, for the love of mixtapes. Yeah, that's a good one too. Um, she just saw them. Uh, they. I, oh, we talked about that. Yeah, because then they played suffer. They played suffer all. Yeah, because yeah. she's like. She's like, I just saw them uh, play Suffer front to back. I'm like, cool, that's probably like my eighth favorite Bad Religion record. I'm, yeah, you're you're Todd Rundgren only. You're, uh, <laughs> I only like... You're some, New America. I only like Bad Religion records that have been produced by people who had hits in the 80s. Yeah. And it's well, yeah, yeah, Todd right? yeah. 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 Be like, oh, it's tough to narrow it down, but I'd say I Love My Computer is my favorite uh, Bad Religion <laughs> song. <laughs> It's super topical. Oh man! They should have had um like a dial-up sample before that song started. My <laughs> those fucking albums blow. So that the, one and no substance, real bad. The very last episode of Beverly Hills 90210 <laughs> started with the song "New America." No, did it really? <laughs> it did. That's not a good song. Nope. If I listen to those albums, those two albums, like I know I've said this a couple times, they're probably there probably are two good songs on there. Um, well, you know, it's not, I can't even think of how it goes, but there is definitely a song called Street Kid Named Desire. Yep, there yeah. sure is. Yeah. Um, am I just blowing up your Bad Religion podcast right no, now? No, and when, uh, Stop naming all my when, uh, what was, it wasn't New America, uh, what was the other big single from that? Uh, from New America? Yeah. Um, mm, big single, that is an interesting word choice. 
There was a. It's the song that Brett played guitar on. Uh, oh, oh, believe it. Yeah, that song's good. Yeah, yeah. When that came out, Brett plays on it. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I guarantee you, Brett is going to rejoin the band after yeah. this album, and then he did. That album's great. Yeah, I like. Um, Talking about the process of belief. Yes, I like the Empire Strikes First more than that. Yeah, album. that's that's a great record. In um, fact, I don't. What have they put out two since then? Three. There was New Maps to Hell, True North. True North, and then the well, they oh, put out their Descent of Man. Is that yeah, the Christmas, you say the Christmas, the Christmas album? album? Which at first I was like, oh, they never struck me as like a jokey band, and then they came out, and I'm like, oh, it's not. Bad Religion made a Christmas album. Um, Empire Strikes First is their last great album. Yeah, I would yeah. agree. Those would last agree. three aren't bad. But no, Empire Strikes First pretty great. Yeah, I mean, it's, Process of Belief's great too. What's that? Process of Belief is yeah. great too. I saw them on that tour, and that was man, that was cool because that was just that band coming back. Full force. I saw them. I think. I think the first time I saw them was on the the Gray Race tour, and then yeah, I saw them on the No Substance tour. Was the, were they opening for Blink One Eight Two then? That might have been New America tour. No, every time I saw them was all headlining. their own headlining shows. Yeah. It was usually the Middle East down. So the second time we've talked about Blink One Eight Two. I think so. Cool. Um, so what's your number four? It was Queen of Pain. Oh. But, um, wait, I thought I wrote something else about Queen. I'm looking at my notes right now. Um, so that song, super, like, it's about... Have you ever heard that song? Yeah. Okay. So I think it feels... Uh, I mean, despite the fact that I would say you're a much bigger Alkaline Trio fan than I am, I own everything that they've put well, out. Well, that means nothing. We've, right. we've established that. Yeah. We've, uh, how many, do you know how many times I've listened to Kerplunk? Yeah. Like, twice. I mean, I, yeah, I was going to say, I, I just found my Green Day box set today. The one, you know, everything up through, what was the one after American Idiot? The one that's basically American Idiot 2. Uh, yeah. Um, it's got 21, what the fuck's the name of that album? No, it has Breakdown, no something about idiot. Breakdown, 21st Century 21st Breakdown. 21st Century, yeah, yeah. And it is American Idiot, it's just show tunes, but like, yeah. and I like them. American Idiot, like, I think I would like that a lot more if it wasn't so exposed, like if those songs weren't. Sure. But, um. If, if also it wasn't the, hey, this is how we're going to make records from now on. Yeah. Um, those three, the Undo, Trey records, those are crap. Yeah, I own the first two. Mm-hmm. And I we know how obsessive I am. Like, mm-hmm. And uh, I just couldn't. I just couldn't. Like, there's nothing. You know what? There's almost really nothing bad on Uno Dos, but it's so just, we're doing this. Right. <laughs> there's a bunch of songs. It's just banging out 36 songs. Yeah, and- no big deal. People have been asking for it. Yeah. And, uh, doesn't matter. If yeah. Ready. 21st century breakdown is not a fun listen. No. And I mean, we talked about chili peppers. They're another like, yeah, it's, we write punk songs. That should probably take five years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, queen of pain is definitely, I feel like it, it's about, it's about New York. It's about drugs. It's about, it is almost about like saying all the things he do for this woman, like this woman is, has led a rough life and Skiba like almost is trying to show off for her and showing what he would do and showing like the lengths that he would go. It's almost like he'd never met someone like this in his life before. And he's trying to, trying to impress her. And that song just sounds, it sounds dark. It sounds like rats. It sounds like gutters, like in, in New York city. And that's just a feeling like that's a, that's a song you listen to in the rain. And, um, a lot of, even though I've no experience with uh, with the drugs that are going on in all these alkaline trio songs, I feel right. like that's kind of what I gravitate towards. Um, 
even though I'm probably like a pretty sappy, like hard on my sleeve type of guy, those are all a Dan songs and Dan songs really aren't that great. Nope. I do like them. I like off the map. I like, you can come across the couch and punch me right now. I like love, love, kiss, kiss, even though it has fucking awful. That title's awful. Um, I, I like that. There's song. a local singer songwriter in the seacoast who not only <clears throat> looks like Dan. Oh no. But sings a lot like him too. And that, what's that? Do you want more water? Uh, no, I'm good. Uh, but that song reminds me the most of blah, this. Blah, blah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't mind it. <coughs> it's real. Uh, it's real mediocre. That's like high mediocre. I'd say it's right in the middle of mediocre. Scott, what's your fifth single that you want to... Uh, Private Eye? Oh, Private Eye's cool. Except the flies fucking part. That part's weird. <laughs> you should write the stickers on the front of albums. Yeah. Like, you pick all the hits. Yep. Private I, Eye. Private Eye's different. I remember... So this is real weird, and I don't know if anyone else has ever done this, but so... Because I know people have done this. I you Well, you know what those stickers are called, right? Yeah, they're um, hype stickers. Yeah, sorry. So when I was fans of yeah, yeah. uh, when I was uh, first buying tapes, I would save all those. I would cut them out, and I had a box full of hype stickers. But then I would get mad when, like, when the sticker would say like featuring these five songs, and then so like in my mind, I was like, oh, this is telling me what's going to be released as singles from this. And then one of the if one of the songs that was like featuring this song didn't get released as a single, I'm like, what the fuck? You told me that seems was, that seems like a legit thing to be angry about. So, <laughs> everyone listening to this is like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but because I remember when I bought Bon Jovi's New Jersey, and like, um, I would like those if I hadn't heard the song by the time I got that album. Like, ooh, there's another gem. Yeah, yeah, something. but it was. Uh, Oh, Dime Dime My Darling's on here? I can't wait to sink my teeth into that song. <laughs> what, what was it? Uh, you, New Jersey? You, Is Lay Your Hands on Me? Is that what you're going to No, no, no. It wasn't an obvious song. It was one of the ones that, because I bought it when it first came out. Yeah. And it's like featuring the song 99 in the Shade. And I'm like, which is like one of the least like w- like anthemic songs. on. I mean, and, and that is a... That is album that is chock full of hits. I bought Slippery When Wet at Jerry's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On the little, just the little like spinner that they had on the counter there. Yeah. How do you feel about cassettes where, so the back of the case is brown? Oh man, you knew where I was going. <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it either. It creeps me out. Did you, what'd you like better when it like, um, when the tracks on the back of the album were like an inch or when if it was like the entire back I like the, and the full thing with the like, little like holes in it? Yeah. 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 Um, especially because I would use those. When I would make people mixtapes, I would use those as a template because I would make a full insert. Yeah, it's, you're making a mixtape. Yeah, it's yeah. a labor of love. And I'm like, oh, this gives me so much more room. It's like a whole extra panel on each side. Put all sorts of horse shit on. Fucking here. duh, idiot, Matt. <laughs> Can't believe you asked me that. Um, I don't. I think Depeche Mode's Violator was the first tape I had that uh, had one of those. It was weird because this is this is getting real deep nerd stuff. So, Sony, like Epic and, you know, um, just regular fucking Columbia, yeah. all of their tapes had those. Warner Brothers and uh, Universal and all those 
did they, they had what's called a J card. Do you think there's people just sitting, just listening to the podcast, like, just getting close, ooh. like behind the fucking curtain right now? Yeah, let's let's hear what this is. But about. No, what creeps me out more is I know there's some dude in like Des Moines, <laughs> Iowa, who's like. Oh, I'm fucking beaten off right so now. So I hope my buddy Marshall listens to this, who is from Iowa. Yeah. And I hope he's beating, like, mid-stroke, and he's like, I'm just cleaning it. Like, yeah, that's that's what I love to do tapes, too. It's in, you know, living down the street from Sean Cram from Slipknot. That's, that's Don't look, dude. That's an institution. Don't. Yeah, don't so is do the Cottonmouth Kings. It doesn't mean... <laughs> They're not from Iowa. No, I'm just saying that because I saw a woman with a Cottonmouth King's neck tattoo today. I'm oh. like, I am like, I know nothing else about you, but I know you're a bad mother. Um, I own the Scream 2 soundtrack, and I know the Cottonmouth Kings are on it. Yeah, gross. Which part? Cottonmouth <laughs> Kings. <laughs> All um, of it. Yeah, well, that was the first time that my record store in Arizona was shoplifted from. So oh yeah, you told me you sold a yeah. shit ton of cotton. Well, no, 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 no. You had, carried, you carried a lot of cotton. And then, things. and then someone came in and like, you got any ICP? I'm like, nope. Wait, wait. Yeah. We went off the rails. Tell me about the cassettes. Back to the cassettes. And that was pretty much all I had on the cassettes. Oh, you said Sony and Columbia and. So, but so Depeche Mode was on Warner Brothers, and I was confused why their cassette had the little holes in it. Rather than a J card, because every other Warner Brothers tape I had ever gotten it up to that point didn't have it. I was like, "How did they pull this off?" And I was like, <laughs> "Like, like twelve year old me was like, if I ever meet Depeche Mode, I'm gonna ask them how they got that." That makes I'm, sense. I'm sure they'd be like, "What the fuck <laughs> are you talking about?" If I was that girl who who spent all the money on the Depeche Mode merch, Dave would be yeah. like, "What's a cassette?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I do heroin from a cassette? Oh god, it's it weirds me out now and like that's a big thing now. So like let's talk about formats for a second. The okay. fact that like it's 2018 if a band puts out a physical format cuz that pisses me off now cuz a lot of bands just put out stuff digitally and I'm like that doesn't Yeah. Matter. Um but I also hate the one song a month format. I yeah. hate it. It doesn't yeah. work. But it's pretty much a guarantee that people are putting out LPs, vinyl LPs, um, which I like vinyl. We're staring at, um, I don't know if that's your whole collection, but there's a decent amount yep. of vinyl yep. in front of us. But, and it's great. You have a, you know, you have a nice home system here. I'm in my car. Most of my musicals right. is in the car. So CDs are still the way to go. And like people like, when you ask about CDs, now people are like, what is wrong with you? I like CDs. I, I, I love CDs. I don't understand. I don't yet. understand the cassette resurgence. Go fuck yourself. Uh, you mean you don't like it? The art is smaller and it sounds like trash? Yeah, like, so, cassettes are stupid. Yeah. I, and, do get, I get it from an artist standpoint where if there's a little bit, it's cheaper to manufacture them. Right. But now there's some... But people that like cassettes, come on. Get away from me. I don't know anyone who buys cassettes now like i mean you have a couple right i have but i have like old ones like, right. i don't buy new ones i, I mean you got that cave in one i do i had i bought two copies circumstance of i yeah. don't have any cassettes but i'm not against it. if i went to go see a band and like hey man we're driving to like delaware tomorrow like okay cool here's five bucks i can't play this cassette but right. now i own this cassette and you have my five dollars right like, and i'm cool with that um so like there's they they released those special like benefit packages for for Caleb's family. Yes. Yep. And so there's a there's two unreleases of Zobra yep. songs and they're releasing them as a cassette single. However, they're sure. also putting a digital download code yep. with it. 
And same thing with Caden with uh, um, Until Your Heart Stops. Uh, yeah. They're, they're releasing the demo album yeah. on cassette, but again, with a digital download. Because they're like, let's be honest, we're all grown-ups here. We know that you're not yeah. going to be playing this. Yeah. It's something to put on your shelf and go, that's cool. I mean, I have that live Caden album that's only on cassette. Yeah, that makes sense. And like I said, there's random stuff, but but I would never like, oh, my preferred medium right. is cassette. I. It, if I could listen to everything I listen to only on flexi disc, that's how I would go. That stuff's trash. It's I have a couple, but it's I have a couple thing. that come in with Revolver magazine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and they um, like, but most of the ones I have, which is like three or four, like when you first play them, they can go from the packaging to your record player, and they're gonna skip because they're just mass produced. Like, yeah, they're they're gonna sound like shit. Well, and they're yeah. basically printed on a fruit roller wrapper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Um, yeah, I, I still dig CDs though. I'm kind of surprised and like, um, working for Target, like we don't talk about this at a store level, but I know that Target's not going to sell CDs anymore. Probably. I don't know what they'll do. Cause we get real amped up for like Taylor Swift and Justin Timberlake where we have yeah. like, the rolling racks and stuff. So I don't know if we'll still sell like the big releases, Yeah, but like Best Buy, Best Buy Just done. Just got rid of them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, and they also... And this, like, they knew about that a couple of months in advance. This was, like, a huge surprise. They closed all the Best Buy mobile stores and malls. Good. Yeah. I was like, I'm surprised it lasted. I yeah. mean, like, honestly, as someone who worked for Best Buy for 11 years, I'm surprised that company is still in business. Yeah. Because I, I wonder what they, like, Circuit City went out long ago. Yeah. So like, I wonder. everything that you can get at Best Buy, you can get at another store now. And or you can get it online, which is what most people do now. Yeah. And if you go into a Best Buy, nobody there who who works there knows anything about anything, and they're super fucking rude. What type of mo- do they make a lot of money on appliances and stuff? Like I assume a little bit. And yeah. also since since I think Sears stopped carrying them. No, maybe they didn't stop, but like a lot of the. I mean, my buddy Brett works for what's on Route One there. Um, uh, I know what you're talking about. Um, right across from Wim. Let's give him some free publication, right? Some free, some a free ad right now. State Street, State discount. Street discount. What? How's that still a store? Yeah. Sorry, State Street discount. And they still have on their sign laser disc players listed on there. I'm like, I mean, I know that Panasonic still makes a laser disc player. Yeah. But I'm like. You know what I used to do with laser discs? Throw them in the garbage. No, I used to cut out the sticker yeah. on the front of them. And it was like the hype sticker, and I kept them all in this box. And it said for fans of, and I got fucking pissed if I was a fan of one of those movies, and I didn't like said Laserdisc. Do I you ever do anything like that? If, <laughs> I don't think there were hype stickers on Laserdisc. <laughs> I don't think so either. I, um, I don't understand why on Blu-rays now, they all have that slip cover with the exact same image as yeah. the cover and the back cover. Like, yeah. I don't understand what that does. Like... I mean, I save all of right. them. Yeah, of course you do. Yeah. So when you say Laserdisc, you know who I think definitely owned Laserdiscs? Who? Uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus and her husband in Christmas Vacation. Like those neighbors? I've never seen Christmas Vacation. Ah, uh, what? I've never seen it. I know, that's, I know that's one of the things that just fell through the cracks. It's not like, this is not like the first time I'm discovering this. Like, and people are like, have you not seen that? But like, even by mistake. God, I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Like, I don't get Christmas Vacation references. I just saw Animal House for the first time, like, five years ago. Not funny. Mm, I don't know, it was a long time ago. I'm sure it was funny, like, originally. Yeah. But I've seen so much stuff that's come since then. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, I had, I mean, I had a Lasers player up until I left Arizona to come back here. I like how... I haven't seen Christmas Street. You're like, I'm purely European in Vegas. Those are like... I've never seen Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> I just saw... I like, how you, say, I like how you didn't say I haven't seen European, though, because you've seen European. Of course I have. Rusty. It was one of the first... Uh, it was one of the first non-R-rated Fuck movies. Fuck you, don't say, of course I have. <laughs> there's, uh... There's, there's boobs in it. In a there PG, are. In a yeah. PG-13 movie. Yeah, and they knew that, um... That's when the bells are going off, and... Uh, they're gonna hang somebody, and... Dad! Yeah. He just knows. Yeah. 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 What's your favorite song in European Vacation? God, I don't remember any Big Ben, Parliament... Hey kids, look, big bad <laughs> I cannot get right. <laughs> you'd love Christmas Vacation, man. You'd, lo- sure. you'd like it. You didn't see the Ed Helms Vacation remake, did you? No. Uh, nope. Christina Applegate? I think so. I, I, didn't see it. I didn't see it. Okay. But, uh, yeah. I'm Is that the kids grown up? No. Is I don't the- know. Because they have a different person play Rusty in every Which single Which is kind of cool. I like that. One of them's um, in Christmas Vacation. It's, uh... Ah, uh, Roseanne. And, um... Uh, Big Bang Theory, Johnny. Oh, Johnny Galecki. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Who I met in the Portsmouth Shaw's, uh, the one right by the old Circuit City, probably 14 years ago. It was before Big Bang Theory. What's he buying? Like seafood salad? Like what? I don't remember what he had, but like, so I'm in line and I see this dude. Do you think he's listening? I'm sure yeah. Johnny Galecki is listening. And I see him. Because in my mind, I'm like, I think that's David from Roseanne. And I was like, hey, man, I don't mean to bug you. Are you Johnny Galecki? And he just looks at me, and he's like, what? And I was like, are you Johnny Galecki? And he's like, wow. And I was like, so clearly you're not. Sorry, dude. He's like, no, I am. Here's my autograph. He's like, no, it wasn't even like that. He was just like, he's like, um... I never get spotted in public, and when I do, it's "Aren't you David from Roseanne?" He's like, I've legitimately never had anyone know my name. Well, your last name's Galecki. Yeah, so. and I was, and I was like, "What are you doing here?" He's like, oh, "I'm staying at one of these beaches for oh. a couple." Like, yeah. it must have been one of the main beaches or whatnot. Yeah, but it was just, you know, and he had just done that movie, Suicide Kings. Yeah. And I was like, you were in Suicide Kings. He's like, you saw that? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm your biggest fan. And he's like, cool, get away from me. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, he seemed like very like, oh, cool, man. <laughs> Thanks for talking to me at the grocery store. He has been in sitcoms his entire life. Yeah. That's yeah. weird. I mean, that's awesome, I guess, for him. Yeah. But that's weird. Yeah. Oh, I felt like we were going somewhere before Galecki. Sorry. Oh, oh, and uh, Juliette Lewis is, um, is it Audrey? Is that the other daughter? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's them. She's she's not a duck. How uncom- she makes me real uncomfortable in Cape Fear. She makes me real uncomfortable in life. Yeah. Well You know you know yeah. who her boyfriend is, right? <laughs> I know because no. I, I follow him on Instagram. Fucking Brad Wilk from Rage Against the Machine. No, really? Yeah. Uh the only time I saw Audio Slave. He played drums with his back to the audience. First time I saw Rage Against the Machine, he played with his back to the audience, yeah. too. It was at Lollapalooza 94. This was uh, Lollapalooza last time it was a trap. Yeah, last time it was a traveling tour. Which was, what, like 2009, something like that? No, no. Was I was 03, 03, 04, something uh-huh. like that. It was them in Queens and 
Incubus and the Donnas, who I had an irrational crush on, all of them, on Donna especially. But, uh... Yeah, Donna was the cutest. Oh, and that I think Caven played that well with Lusa. Sure did. They were on the second stage. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, Back when RCA was like, oh, these are going to be the next big thing. Then, right? Yeah. Oh, man. People were pissed at that Bull Moose show. Like, not pissed, but like, hey, what's your favorite song off the new album? None of them. I like the old stuff. Yeah, that was, um... It's such a weird thing. I've had... I've had that conversation multiple times because Antenna is a phenomenal record. Yeah. Uh, And... It is. Yep. It's a sore spot with Caven fans. It's a sore spot with Caven. Because they played those same ten songs for like three solid years. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean... That record's great. I'm trying to... Like, it'll be interesting because... Every time I've seen them in the last few years, they've dragged out one song from it, but it's a yeah. different song each time. Um, like, they've been playing Youth Overrided a bunch uh, recently. Seafrost was the one that made it through for a while. Yeah. Um, I have not heard Inspire or Anchor in at oh. least 10 years. <laughs> I mean, I you know, Inspire was my first cave-in tattoo. Right. Yeah, and that was not, that reaction was because who knows how many times they played those two songs. Sure. Yeah. Oof. Those, those were the songs you yeah, heard. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Galecki loves those songs. Johnny Galecki is a big fan of that and the remix of Jupiter. Um, uh, you excited for that show? I mean, I, you, yeah, it was weird. You know. I was, uh, yeah. I'm going to totally name drop now. I was talking to, uh, um, Aaron Flight Committee last night, uh, we, were, we were talking about it because I, I gave him a download code to Thoroughbreds. Oh, um, I meant to ask, was that your first time seeing that movie? No, or did I saw you see the theaters? Theater. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I really don't buy that many movies now. Right. And I was like, because I was like on the fence about it. I was like, I'm going to buy it. I, yeah, that looks great. Yeah. Like, I'll watch it again. But yeah. uh, yep. he's like, he's like, how do you feel about the show? And I'm like, I'm very much looking forward to it. And I know, and I know it's going to be an emotional show. I had a friend who couldn't get tickets. Like what, like what, uh, I, I have several friends who couldn't get tickets, yeah. but, uh, who was like, if you hear about tickets going on sale, let me know. And then they released some, like, oh, no a, kidding. like a week and a half ago. Yeah. They're like, Oh, we just got cleared. We're really, it was like, is, it, is that the Royale? Uh, Sinclair. No, it's not Royale. Sinclair. It's a Royale. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this girl, got tickets and she's like, so she was messaging me yesterday and she's like, Hey, a bunch of us are going to do a pregame, like, like have a little party before that show. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Or, you know, I was like, you know, I mean, there are chances are I'll, I, I may see some people that are performing beforehand, but like, I'm definitely not doing like a party down with a bunch of randoms. Like, it's not that type of show. Like, no, I'm I'm good. Oh, are you busy? No, I'm an adult. I'm not pre-gaming. Well, and it's one of those things too. I was like, I don't do that for right. shows. Anyway. No. And she does it for like I went down and saw Deftones with her at Mohegan Sun. Um, pre-game, but it was just one of those things that I was like, uh, you know, it's a tribute to like it's a it's, it's like a going tri- to be a somber evening. Yeah, like yeah. I like I think it'll be. Yes. I think it'll be a yep. memorable show. Yes. Um, and I'm very much looking forward to having been to it. Yes. If that makes any sense. Yep. Um, I think it's going to be... It's a celebration. Yeah. But at the same time, like, 
they don't want someone. I don't know. I, 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 I mean, I it's gonna be weird because I. I mean, it'll be weird seeing converge and like not like. I mean, I mean, I'm sure there are gonna be people that are that are just like slamming around and stuff like that. I don't. I don't know. It, it might yes. Be weird. Yes, yeah. I think so. But, I think so. Yeah, it's such a strange. Uh, yeah, uh, like I'm gonna. I'll feel. This next week is going to be weird as far as all that goes. And it's like, because I've seen the other side to some degree of it, of, you know, people that are like involved in that. And it's like, I'm like, I'm more for the people that I care about. Hoping that this is going to be a cathartic release for them. And like, not, not that they'll obviously ever forget about cable, but that, this is going to help them move along. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. It's a weird, yeah. It's a, it's weird to put words into it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't think you, it might not even be closure, yeah. but it's just something like it'll be a, it's going to be a good night. Like it, there's a lot of good spirit involved and, um, like all the bands just, I mean, converges and touring, right? Not, not, not that's even a big deal because right. it's in Boston, but like, they're doing it for their friend, uh, young widows who like when they announce that, I'm like, that's a weird, like, I wonder what the correlation is there. And I don't think there's much of one. I think they're just playing in Boston and yeah. they want to jump on that show instead. Right. Cause it's the three bands and young widows and uh, cancer's concerned. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah. But apparently they toured with cave in on like their first national tour and that's, they asked them to do it. That was my understanding. Yeah. And I mean, there's just so much it, just following social media and stuff, so much has come from corners of the world that I was not expecting. Sure. Yeah, a lot sure. of bands. A lot of, lot of bands that, like, hey, Caven was a huge influence on me, and, like, getting to know Caleb and touring with Caleb, that was also a huge influence on me. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, it's interesting, some people from the hardcore community in this, this area talking about his, I forget what his first band was called, um... It's like a baseball reference, isn't it? Yeah. Was it, was it third strike? No, that's not right. Fast, I, I fastball? Think, no, I don't. Yeah, yeah, he broke the way. Um, no, I think it was strikes three. Strike three? Something like yeah. that? Yeah. Um, and it's funny. Like, I'm not going to cool. I never listened to them. But no, I me neither. Yeah. Me neither. Um, like, I was aware of them, but it was yeah. one of those things that, like, it's funny because I, I kind of have a chip on my shoulder about, like, the hardcore community in general. And, like, people were, like, begrudgingly, like, I never listened to anything past Strikes 3, but I had a lot You're of... You're full of shit. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay. I'm like, maybe just don't say anything then. Yeah. Because I'm like, you're just basically trying to be like, oh, I knew Caleb back in the day. That's a, yeah. Cool, man. You're you're an original. Like, yeah. awesome. Congrats. Yeah. I was like... I hate shit like that. Sweet. I, ta- <clears throat> I talked to Caleb about Failure the last time I saw him. Yeah. Like, the band Failure. Like... Like, whatever. Yeah, I only, I only dug the demos. Everything after that, it's like, yeah. I, come on, man. Leave me alone. Yeah, I got a, I got a boombox cassette of the first time they practiced in their mom's basement. <laughs> it's That's awesome. where it was at. It's awesome. So what's your number five, man? What's your number five? I already did my number what five. What was your number five? My number five was Private Eye. Uh, did we even really talk about it? You don't have to... Yeah, we don't have to quit doing fucked up shit for anyone but you, my private eye. Um, I think every song I've picked has the word fuck in it. Maybe. No, Help Me doesn't. So, 
I need your help on my last one because okay. I got I pretty much got two left. Um, do you want another B side or do you want a? Do me whatever you want. Or do you want a from here to infirmary song? Let's do it from here to infirmary song. Okay. There's also wait. There's one more like anecdote that I didn't share. What do you um, got? So when I got Good Morning, uh, I remember buying it at Bull Moose. Um, I got it the day before it came out and not at midnight. Do you want to know who sold it to me? Who? Scott David Chase. Did I? Yeah. I don't remember yeah. that at all. Because we've talked about this. This is one of these relationships where I'm like, dude, I don't know where I met you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have no idea. Yeah. It just kind of happened. Like, I knew Chris pretty well throughout school. Right. And um, I met you, like, at at your house. Um, you won't remember this because you were sleeping. How creepy is that, what I'm about to say? But um, it's a lot to creep me you out. were, uh, I remember walking through your house and you were just fucking passed out listening to Angel Dust. And I'm like, fair enough. Yeah. This guy scares me, but, but, <laughs> but I'm into this. I um, There's a girl that I work with at Sunny's right now who, when I first started working with her, I knew I knew her. Yeah. And I assumed she's like, <clears throat> she's probably about your age, maybe a year or two older. Yep. And I knew her from like around Portsmouth, but I never like knew her. I was just like, she was familiar to me. Yep. And after I started working with her, because she's pretty reserved, keeps to herself, I was like, do you work at the Toast? And she was like, no. <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, because you look familiar. Like, I was like, and I was trying to like explain it without like being like, sound like I was hitting on her because I wasn't. <clears throat> and she's like, yeah, you worked at Bull Moose. I used to come in there all the time when I was Fair like, enough, you know, right? yeah. she was like when I was like 20, like I was in there twice a week and I was like, oh, okay. And like, it's funny because we've become friends as we've worked together, but like it's someone I've known for a long time, but <clears throat> had never had more than like a, Oh, what are you getting today? Okay, cool. Right. Like, and, but obviously it didn't stick with me at the time. Uh, like, cause I don't remember selling you that record. No, obviously piece of shit. It's fine. Don't, don't worry about it. No, I don't. Um, I, but I, I mean, I, cause it was like, it was like two and a half years that I worked there. Was that it? Yeah, and I. It's funny because I feel like I worked there for forever. Oh, you yeah, Best Buy forever. Yeah. Well, I worked at them concurrently too. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, until Best Buy found out I was at Bull Moose. Oh, was that a conflict of interest? Yeah. And they're like, "You got to choose one." I was yeah. like, "All right, I'll come." I mean, because it was. I mean, Bull Moose pays minimum wage. So yeah. The, I mean, it's it's funny to me that like Tom Coletta works there. I'm like, dude, you're an adult. Like, I, and this isn't even a judgment. I'm just yeah. like, how do you? How do you get by? What work? year do you think he started working there? 1492. Um, he, no, he didn't. He <laughs> Was didn't. he already here? <laughs> yeah. No, he did not work there when I worked there. He hadn't started oh, okay. there yet. Um, but he and I used... So do you remember Rock Bottom Records? I loved Rock Bottom yeah. Records. That was my preferred. They, that was... God. I Yeah, I vowed to never shop at Bull Moose. Yeah. And that yep. lasted for like a year. Yeah. Um, because I used to, so Rock Bottom used to put out a bi-monthly magazine uh, called Hi-Fi, where they would write reviews and show reviews and okay. stuff like that. So Tom and I both wrote reviews for Hi-Fi magazine. Oh, I've shit. known Tom for a long time, but I don't know when he started. Sometime Because I was just going to say, I mean, you and I have worked retail our entire lives. So like yeah. when I started working at Walgreens in 1997. Yeah. 525 an hour. So like let's say Tom started working at Full Moose in 1997. That's no. which you didn't. You're no. like that's 525 an hour and here the sweet sweet like elbow drop of retail is you're just getting percentage raises every year right. until they maybe raise minimum wage and then you go up with it. It's like 
you could work at a place forever and just making shit money. Like right. it, it's crazy. Like retail, the worst hours, um, like some of the worst situations you can be put in. It takes a certain type of person. It's yeah. just like shit money. Yeah. Um, so speaking of shit money, so like my fifth song, yeah. uh, has nothing to do with it. It's a steamer trunk off of, uh, off from here to infirmary. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, back to bull moves for a second. Not only did you sell me that alkaline trio record, you go, Hey, you have a record player, right? And I go, uh, yeah, no, I did not. <laughs> I, um, you sold me the Satan teardrop, Satan's teardrop seven inch, which I put out. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, which is funny because so, um, Andy Ulrey, mm-hmm. who's a guitar player, says, yeah, yeah. His younger brother Aiden Ulrey is runs the Love and Ladle, who I work for now. Oh, okay. I never. Yeah. Aiden was not. I, I went to school with Alden. Like yeah. I knew. I knew who Aiden was, was between Andy. Yeah. And, yeah. Didn't know Andy at all. Yeah. Met Aiden a couple times, and, then, and obviously, yeah, I went to school with Alden. Jay Lara, who's the drummer in Satan's Teardrops, oh. is now in uh, Sam Hill. Who just oh, okay. recorded their new album at my brother's studio? Oh, I um in high school I saw. Do you still have that Satan's Teardrops record? It's kicking around, so yeah. So if you flip it over the to the Photon Torpedoes, yeah, is that Revere Beach Rapist? Revere Beach Rapist, yeah. But it ha- so there's a dumpster and with a wo- right behind the woman who's laying with you know blood mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. Uh, so they. It's like a municipal waste dumpster or whatever, but yeah. it, it, it's my cell phone number on the cover <laughs> because Brian and Dave White are dicks. <laughs> um, what, did, what was before Satan? What was Travis? Travis, right? What was before Satan? Trafton. Trafton Walter. Be- before Satan's Teardrops, you. Uh, rawr, shit. Lucifer's Jizz Rag. I forget. And, and that, that's why I saw whatever that band was when I was in high school. I feel like I saw a handful of times and then just kind of morphed into Satan's Teardrops. Yeah. Shit, what was the name of that band? Something else rockabilly themed. I'm not going to think of it. And that's fine. Ready, steady, go. Is that a rockabilly band? It is. No, it's not. Is it really? Yeah. Brian Setzer and his orchestra. Fuck Brian Setzer and his orchestra. Um, Yeah, so Steamer Trunk. I think there's a bunch of songs on... From here to infirmary, that kind of sound the same, yeah, um, like that and Armageddon and Bloodied Up, but Steamer Trunk, dig it, fast punk song, which is most of what I picked, which is weird because like kind of ballady guy, and I like a little variation, but yeah. I think there's a certain Alkaline Trio song. It's pretty really stupid big. kid. Do you know? So they, the label wanted them to put Stupid Kid on there, and it sacrificed Hell Yes. And oh no! Oh, oh no! Oh boy! And um, the video for "Stupid Kid," they had to play the song twice as fast. Hey, hey, Lily! Doodles. Um, here. I'm just watching the tail, waiting for it to. Oh yeah, I didn't think of that. Because the last we did a recording, that uh, champagne bottle or the champagne top hit the recorder and turned it off. No way. Yeah, we were at the Friendly Toast in Cambridge. <laughs> um, oh shit, it's almost midnight. Is it almost midnight? It is, and I got an hour to, to get home. Yeah, that's not bad. I mean, we just talked about Alkaline Trio. No, 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 I'm not complaining. God just, knows how long. I did, like, it's probably two hours. Right? 
way longer than we should have. Ah, two hours and 22 minutes right now. We only talked about Aerosmith a couple times, and we didn't talk about Weezer. I mean, we kind of did. Fucking talk about Pearl Jam. Um, Yeah, uh, not enough. Oh, yeah, have you heard the new Thrice song? Nope, I will, but it's weird. I don't listen to a lot of, like, hey, we're putting this, I almost wait until the album now. Right. Um, I heard, like, a snippet of it. I, I love Thrice, so... I like Thrice a lot. I uh, I mean, I have a Thrice tramp stamp. <laughs> I knew that, yeah. Um, not a... Uh, it didn't have... It didn't make any impression on me whatsoever. I don't like a lot of the singles that they put out. Um, like, even the last album, the one they just did. To Be Everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't remember what the single was. I don't either. Like I said, like Beggars, the, the I think the weight was um was a single off that or like, I don't know. They're they I do respect their later output quite a bit, but like the singles there, I'm, I'm not in love with. I uh, when they when Beggars came out, there was like a five song like bonus yeah EP that yep. they released, which I of course. Oh, did you get that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you couldn't buy it. It was yeah. like download, but then, because Beggars, they had to change the album cover at the yeah. last minute. Yep. So when I, you know. Made, I forget why, but I remember that. They hadn't cleared permission right. to use the photo. That, Which is weird, because there's so many photos in that artwork. And it's right. like, oh, your cover, you couldn't clear. Well, it was one, of, I guess it was one of those things that they, like, just found it and, like, had, were like, oh, cool, we'll use this. And then whoever saw in promotional stuff and they're like, that's my aunt or whatever. And like told them, no that. shit. And I think it was more like they, it's not that they didn't care, but it was just, you can, uh, you can open the door. Uh, we're, we're, we're just, we're just wrapping up. Yeah. Yeah. Are you wearing, are you wearing a, well, we ruined the last two hours and 20 minutes. Are you wearing a Kenny Chesney shirt? Aren't you doing a Kenny Chesney podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Man, <laughs> man, man, no. man, man, oh. man, man, <laughs> uh, Kenny Chesney, uh, this this one came in. Oh, look at that. He's like, oh, no. This one came in, went a little too crazy. Thought we were going to knock that over. Um. So any any final Alkaline Trio thoughts? Be a lot better if they were the Alkaline Duo. Oh, hey <laughs> Like Black Keys, which I don't respect fans. Oh, that's not true. I like some fans that are only two members, but... Um, I like the new Blink Play 2 album. Some of that stuff didn't hold up. Some of the Alkaline Trio stuff didn't hold up like I thought it would, and, how about you? Any final thoughts for you? I'd like there to be a new blink. I'd like there to be a new Alkaline Trio record before the end of this year. We'll see. What if? Even if it's like my shame is true or like this addiction. No, but I also have sort of accepted that they're probably not going to make another record that I love. Right. I just need some. I just need a handful. Of and I guess my shame is true, like we said before, isn't bad. I. Uh, just not like super memorable. I did not buy the EP that that was a companion to that because oh, there's a really good song on there. It almost made my list. Uh, well, the vinyl is like a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, every half vinyl is expensive for some reason. And you can't buy the EP digitally alone. You it right. just they come as bonus tracks when you yeah. buy the full album. Yeah, and I didn't like that album enough to spend fifteen dollars on it. To I buy pay it for digitally. I pay for Spotify, so I'll learn to do it that way. But like. Yeah, it's weird. Epitaph Vinyl, always expensive. A lot of their releases are never on sale. Like yeah. when we talked about Bull Moose earlier. But, yeah. um, I wouldn't mind another album like that. And if, you know, like 90% of it could be sung by Dan, I guess that'd be a nice, that'd be the best. Yeah. Yeah, a nice change of pace. Yeah. My apologies to Dan Andriano 
if and when you listen to this. Um, if Dan Adriano listens to this. It's really uh, just a when. It's really just a when. Be, yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, try harder. Do you have a least favorite Alkaline Trio song? Probably Dying Down, My Darling. Uh, really? I would say, I forget the name of it. It's the one that he sings on God Damn It. It's like halfway through the album. It's, uh, it's horrid. It's, what the hell is it called? The one about, like, did he bring you roses? You know that song. It's just acoustic, and it's him, and it's called, yeah, it's called Enjoy Your Day. Listen to it on the way home. You'll hate yourself. <laughs> yeah. I won't listen to it. I do like. I do enjoy the fact that the cover, the three clocks on cover six, of God six, six. are six, six six. I think I read something that that wasn't on purpose, which is a lie. Yeah, there's no way that. But well, we didn't know that. You're a goddamn liar. Yeah. All right. Well, this oh, is look at that. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, this we're is good. Borrowing time with Doug, so I'm gonna sign off. All right. Cool. Two Thanks, hours man. and twenty seven minutes. That was fun. Yeah, it's solid. <laughs>